I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendez. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can feel uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Oh. 20000 <laughs> Yesterday was National Tell-A-Joke Day. Yep. Day encourages you to tell jokes or stand witness to people uh, giving you a good ha-ha. Sure, I love it. David Mori wanted to give people a good (laughs) ha-ha, but the only person he had in mind was you. So let me just set this up here because when I got this call yesterday, I was, when Mori called, I was on the couch with Roxy and I had... A, like a, a, a blade, I had toenail clippers, and I had tweezers. And Roxy and I were on the couch doing man surgery, trying to dig out a piece of glass that I left in my foot for too long that grew over. Oh, that was less painful than getting a call from Maury on my last day of vacation. Oh, wow. Damn, bro. <laughs> Yo. Hi. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Wow, I totally missed your voice. Oh, God. How's vacation going? Vacation has been going great up until now. Oh, my God. Speaking of now, Mm -hmm. because you just mentioned National Tell-A-Joke Day. (laughs) I didn't at all. So Helvetica and Times New Roman walk into a bar, okay? (gasps) Yeah. Get out of here, shouts the bartender. We we don't serve your type. Because they're fonts. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday. How long is this going to go on for? As long as you want. <laughs> I don't. That's, that's, that's not on me, man. Yesterday. Oh, the wheeze. How are you still wheezing? You've been on vacation. Yeah, it's still me. <laughs> you have two weeks to get healthy. I did the opposite. Yesterday, I saw a guy spill his, his scribble. His scribble. Yesterday, I saw a guy spill his scribble. <laughs> Yesterday, I saw a guy spill his Scrabble letters on the road. I asked him. Spill his what? Scrabble letters on the road. I asked him, what's the word on the street? Did you hear about the new restaurant restaurant called Karma? No. There's no menu. You get what you deserve. (laughs) Are we done? Where are average things manufactured? Where? The satisfactory. What day, is, what day is it today? What are you doing this for? National Tell-A-Joke Day. Okay. What kind of exercise do lazy people do? What? Diddly squats. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you hear about the claustrophobic astronaut? 
No. He just needed a little space. Cool. Okay, that's all I have. Oh, were you, you weren't expecting to go that far, were you? No, not at all. No, see? This is what happens. This is what happens when you don't prepare. I would like another joke, please. Oh, no. It's tell a joke day. Okay, oh, no. so Helvetica and Times New Roman walk no, 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 in. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would like new material. It's tell a joke day. We should be celebrating this. No. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Okay, what does a bicycle call his dad? What? Pop cycle. Keep going. Another one, please. Oh, no. Okay. Um, 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 how did the bar? How did the barber win the bike race? How? He took a shortcut. Next joke, please. Okay. What does a cyclist ride in in the winter? What? An icicle. Yo, hold on. Why are all these jokes now all bike jokes? <laughs> I know. Because Maury just Googled. He literally Googled jokes and hit B. Uh, very funny. Next joke, please. Okay. What do you call a bicycle with yeah. a bed or uh, on top? <laughs> with a what? With a bed on top. What? A bedridden. Very funny. Next joke, please. <laughs> this is really stressing me out. <laughs> <laughs> this is not supposed to. Oh, hello. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you guys get that hail yesterday? We didn't get hail, but we got big, Holy. like tick rain, heavy rain. Yeah, but it lasted for maybe ten minutes. Really? Yeah. And then it went away, and the sun came out. I'm up in Aurora, so. Yeah. We had hail like crazy. Our weather is different man. from like what you get in downtown Toronto. Yeah, and then it rained for a little bit at about I don't know seven thirty, eight o'clock last night. But again, it was big, thick, heavy rain. Really, and then it stopped. And then the sun came out again. That's wild. No, because uh, Roxy had a friend over yesterday. They're doing like a virtual camp, and it started to hail, and they went outside. Oh, and they ate it. Okay, gross, but right. Yeah. they'll deal with the consequences in about 50 years of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's, uh, but no, it was crazy yesterday because I was moving patio stones from the driveway to the backyard. Yeah. A thousand pounds, I found out. A thousand pounds? I moved a thousand pounds of patio stone oh. yesterday. No wonder and you look so swollen thanks. today. And that's load one of three. Oh, no. Yeah. Turns out patio stones weigh a whole lot more than with I thought zero they help? Did. Like, no, you didn't have anybody help? No. Like, Catherine, oh. Catherine came out to help, right? Yeah. And I love her so much. So she came out to help. Uh-huh. And she came out in like, I don't know, like her summer aesthetic, uh-huh. right? Looks like she's the one who lures you to join a cult, right? <laughs> like like her summer aesthetic, her, lo- her summer aesthetic is just long, flowy, gauzy white dresses, yeah. right? That are just beautiful. And she's blonde and big blue eyes. And she's the one where you, you know, you, you meet in a parking lot and next thing you know, you're like in a tent in the middle of nowhere and they're asking you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, to distance yourself from the rest of your family. Yeah. Also drink this. Also drink this. <laughs> anyway, so, so she brought her culty ways out to the driveway to help me like a witch. And then I almost fell for it, but I didn't uh, No, And then, so she's like, I'm going to help you. And I look at her and I'm like, I, I don't want, it's pouring rain and hailing. And I got a thousand pounds of dirty patio stone in the thing. Just don't right? Like, uh-huh. I don't want you to have to do all of this. It's just not, it's just not cool. So she did offer to help. Uh-huh. Uh, I turned the help down. Okay. Okay. So she did offer, I turn it down. 
But uh, but yeah, so then I had to move these patio stones from the, the back and it was just like hailing and I was just getting, they were like going to my ears. Oh no. And yeah, I'd go one way. At that point, just stop. What's that? At that point, just stop. I was, no, I was in the zone. Oh, no, okay. Right? <laughs> and I had a hail. I had a hail. So you know how I wear, like my jeans are sometimes tight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't wearing super tight jeans uh-huh. and I have jeans, my super tight jeans aren't like, they're like, like loose everywhere. And I had a hail that, because I'm in an alley, I had a hail that went, fell perfectly from the sky just as I was bending over on the no. perfect angle, no. no joke, down the back of my pants, all the way down and then under to where I felt it on the underside. It was a perfect, it was like, it was like the best <laughs> skeet ball shot that anybody has ever made. Like it, it was like a it, perfect. It did, it did its own loop. It did its own. <laughs> because of the way I was standing, I was like on the, the, the downward motion to an upward motion and my momentum propelled this tiny little ball down the crack and then right back up through. To another tiny little ball. <laughs> what is the matter with you? Why you got to end this like that, man? That's rude and hurtful. Okay. That's not funny. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Professional cuddlers are now offering virtual snuggle sessions during COVID. There are benefits to, and I, I know we goof on the pro cuddlers, but there are benefits to having that physical touch, that sort of non-sexual cuddle. There's great benefits to that. But that doesn't make it not weird. What makes it weird is that Dan Mori decided to sign up on Cuddlist.com. And it's a virtual cuddle. To have a virtual cuddle. When you <laughs> literally have a husband at home wow. that you could cuddle with. That's trying to be thought about that. Like, who is also working from home? Hold on here. Right? Matthew was at home and you booked an appointment for a virtual cuddle. You close the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> so if you've ever wondered oh what a virtual God. cuddle session sounds like, well, Dan Mori. So I'm going to suggest something that's almost Big Spoon, Little Spoon, but we can't quite do it here. Um, I'm going to offer the Mama Bear, Papa, or Mama Bear, Baby Bear. Am I the Mama Bear or are you the, the Papa um, Bear? I'll, uh, what, what do you prefer? Well, uh, so what were my options? The, the mama bear or the baby bear? Big bear I'll be, the- I think I should be baby bear. Okay, awesome. You're mama bear, I'll be baby bear. Hey, are you laying in bed when this is happening? You're on, You're the, on the floor. floor. <laughs> Hiding. Go ahead and wrap that blanket around you really tight as if it's my arms coming around you. Yeah, take a deep breath in. And relax back into me. Do I say anything? If you want to. Oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything. Okay. And I have my arms wrapped around you. Is that okay? How's that pressure? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> should I be Should I be whispering? Like, is it not maybe, should I be sort of speaking calmer? Is that what you like? That's awesome. How does that feel? That feels nice. <laughs> Good. Uh, what, oh, what time of day was this? <laughs> Four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh my God. Go ahead and grab your teddy bear and I'm going to take my no, blanket. No. So go ahead and just uh, wrap, wrap that bear in a hug. <laughs> just as you would as if it were a person. 
Mm. And just give it a good squeeze. Oh, how do you like that hug, Teddy Bear? Oh, okay. How is this for you? Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's lovely. And say thank you, Bear, for being here to hug. Thank you, Bear, for being here to hug. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't. Really? You can't? No. Can can you just one more? Just one more part. Please, just one more part. One more. One laughter exercise is the um the we'll we'll alternate between the Queen of England and a pirate. So let's try our, our pirate queen laughter together. Okay. Right? She's like, you better sit up and have some water. <laughs> the blanket's too tight. It's <laughs> 4 o'clock in the afternoon. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right. Hey, it's time for Name That Quarantine. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, cool, cool, cool. name that quarantine. That is exactly what we're going to be doing. The game, uh, Name That Quarantine. Very simple. If we asked you to name a like legendary song, very, very popular song from a popular artist, only by hearing the first line of that song would you be able to do it? Would you be able to say the song title and the artist attached to this track? Only by hearing the first line of the song. That is how this game works. It is Mocha versus Damn It, Maury. Shem is here as the official judge. Uh, Maury, can we please hear your buzzer? Mocha, your buzzer. Today, before we go, gentlemen, this is Name That Quarantine Boy Band Edition. Oh, I'm going to do so well. Boy Band Edition. All of these tracks. Yeah. All of these artists. Legendary boy bands. Here we go. Give me number 10. You're insecure. That's freaking One Direction. Oh, what makes you beautiful? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we had to give song title. Yes, you I do. apologize. It I apologize. Is, it is That's so easy. It is a band and song title. One nothing for Mocha. All right, Mocha, give me number fifteen. You are my five. Hoovering first. I think I did. That sounded like Maury. I said that was Maury? I, for me. Yeah. It sounded like Maury to too. No, I said it no, like Maury. No, for me, it yeah. sounded Maury too. I'm going to go Maury on that one as well. Okay. Maury, go. Okay, I'm going to say it is um, Backstreet Boys and You Are So Beautiful. Incorrect. Mocha for the steal. Uh, that is I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Correct, Mundo. Oh, that's a classic. And Mocha with the steal. Number 18, Mocha. We go together. Mocha. That is uh, Jonas Brothers. I'm a sucker for you. Sucker. Jonas Brothers. Okay, there you go. All right. Hey! Uh, What is the score so far? Currently it's 3 nothing. Mocha. Oh. Boy, didn't you say at the beginning of this game that you were going to kill it? Yeah, but you give me a second. Okay. (laughs) Like, literally, give me a second. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, Let's go number seven, please. Uh, Mocha. That is, uh, oh, baby, come on. 
my god, that's uh, ain't nothing but a talk. No, that's the other one. Oh my god, Five, that's uh, oh four, no, I'm three, doing this tonight. Two, uh, oh, no, I know the song. I know Maury. the song. I know it's in sync. You don't know the song? No, I know the song. Gentlemen, can, can, I, can I re-steal? No, 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 no you no, cannot you re-steal. Oh, can I just say it? No. Just for the sake of saying yeah, it? Okay, go for it. It's NSYNC. My, my, my. My, my, my? No. My, my, my. <laughs> you said my, my, my. You, no. you said my, my, my. Bye, bye, bye. You went, yes. you went my, my, my. Okay, oh. bye, 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 NSYNC. All right, no oh, points awarded on that one. Damn. Uh, give me 12. We belong uh, Mocha. Oh, that's boys to men. Um, um, and it hurts so. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I know the song. I know the song. I know the song. It's uh, boys to men. Five. End of the road. Yes. Oh. Okay. More. You got to get up here with some points, bro. Oh. Like some oh, that was points. A close one, guys. All Good. right. Uh, give me number. Oh, give me number one. We will know that I shouldn't be here. This is wrong. Uh, Mocha. That is 98 degrees, the hardest thing. Wow! 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 Okay, we'll end it off with this. Uh, what's the score, Shem? Five nothing. Okay, Mocha. Uh, Mocha, we will end it with this. Uh, see if you can get one point on the board here, Maury. Uh, number six, please. This is Quarantune's boy band edition, by the way. Final question, number six. Mocha. Ooh, it's kind of crazy. Soul decision. Yes. Wow. 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 Perfect wow. score, guys. That, that was a shellacking. That was an at more. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Hold on, you I just want to. Oh, it came, works. Off the top of this, you came out saying that you were going to kill. I thought you were going to play Hanson. I thought you were going to play B44. Okay, Mo I thought you would have played. Mocha, give me number 17. Yes, Maury. Hanson Umbop. No. I'm just kidding, yes. But the game's over. I just wanted you to... Get, That's how you played in that right. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see this clip from the other day with Katy Perry doing that tour of her baby's nursery? No. No? Okay, so I'll play you one little part from it. I love Katy Perry more than most people. Yeah. But she said, like, if you put creepy music behind... She sounds like one of the, the witches from the witches movie. Remember when they turned the little boy into a mouse? Did you ever see that movie with Angelica Houston? Listen mm -hmm. to Katy Perry doing um, doing a tour of the uh, of the nursery. I'm gonna show you my baby room. Ready? <laughs> just a little, just a little sneak peek. Okay, 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 okay. So I have some little clothes on the wall, <laughs> and this little mobile. <laughs> want to see an outfit? Oh, 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 o
Ready? Just a little. Just a little sneak peek. Okay, 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 okay. So I have some little clothes on the wall. And this little mobile. Do you want to see an outfit? Come on, man. I'm going to have night terrors now. Oh, Eggos. An Ego dress. Uh, and this is for her being non-gender conforming. Okay. Enough. <laughs> enough of that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So as a new driver. Congratulations, uh, by the way. Thank you. I do, a lot of, I do a lot of things right. I'm very safe. I'm very everything else okay. uh, behind the wheel. But I have only been driving a very short period of time, and I have already made the biggest mistake that any driver can make. And I, Which made, is? I made it yesterday. What do you think? Okay. Uh, Feel free right change. now. Feel free right now. Yeah. Okay. I made the single biggest mistake any driver could ever make. And so I'll ask you, and then I'll bring the other guys in here, have them guess. If you want to guess what the biggest mistake I made as a driver was, feel free to text us. It's 925-555. And I'm telling you right now, sky is the limit. I'm talking any mistake you can make while behind the wheel. Any mistake you can make while behind the wheel. What was the mistake I made, Mocha? Lane change without signaling. Incorrect. That is not the biggest mistake you can make as a driver. Oh, dem- oh go ahead. You left the uh, the flap, not the flap. It's not officially called a flap. I left my flap open. <laughs> Incorrect for, for the gas tank. Incorrect. Wait, no, okay. That's not the biggest mistake okay. I make as a driver, Maury. You gave somebody the middle finger. Incorrect. That is not even close to the biggest mistake. I give people the middle finger Shem. regularly. That's <laughs> true. Shem, Shem, what is the biggest mistake that I made as a driver? You offered to give somebody a ride, and you didn't really want to do it. No, incorrect. Oh, However, wow. that is I'm telling <laughs> you, your mind is in the right place, Shem. <laughs> Okay, I made the single biggest mistake that you can make as a driver, and I paid the consequences for it. So, again, feel free to text. What do you think that mistake is? What do you think the biggest mistake that you can make as a driver? It's 925 Maury, go. You were drinking something and slammed on the brakes, and it spilled all over you. Incorrect. I have one more guess. Okay, go ahead. You were traveling a distance, and you thought you had enough gas. Okay, and you were getting real close okay. to your destination, yes. thinking that you were going to run out of gas by the time you got there. Right. But initially, when you got behind the wheel, you were probably like, oh, yeah, I can I can make it. Okay. Was that Not was that even it? close. Oh. Oh, oh, and, oh. And, keep, and keep in mind, and keep in mind uh, as a passenger, I'm the guy who, think, who doesn't even think twice about peeing in a Gatorade bottle rather than stopping. Okay? So as a passenger, so you already know what my level of mistake is, right? <laughs> Maury. I got one more. What? You were singing a really, really embarrassing song and you didn't realize the window was down incorrect that is not even close to being the worst mistake you can do as a driver with the window down (laughs) (laughs) get out get out this is the Roz and mocha show podcast biggest mistake you can make as a driver so i made it yesterday and uh, again the text uh the number to text is 925-555 take a guess at what it was that i did i have one more guess I made the single biggest mistake any driver could make yesterday. Maury, what do you think it is? You drove away and left your coffee on the roof. No. We are getting a lot of texts. Yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. Yeah. And I do five triple five. Right. People asking if you hit somebody. 
Oh my God, Maury, how did you not guess that? <laughs> <laughs> Maury's head usually goes to the darkest places. How did you... <laughs> Forgot someone in your trunk. Okay, you don't have to answer yet, <laughs> but here are some of the texts that we're getting. Yes. Somebody said, you passed a cop. Somebody said, You're, you left your high beams on. You, drive, uh, you drove right past the school bus. Well, Ooh. I don't know where school buses are running right now, but uh, went the wrong way on a one-way street. Oh. Somebody said you hit reverse instead of drive and <laughs> hit your garage. Um, somebody else wrote and said uh, you picked up a hitchhiker. No. Or any of those. those. None of those. You ran a red light. No. Texting and driving. No. You did use your turn signal, but used the wrong uh, one. No. Like you went to turn left, but maybe you use no, your right turn. No, that is not the worst thing you can do as a driver. Not the worst thing. You enter the wrong lane <gasps> when turning. No. Oh. Oh, I have another guess. Can I guess? <laughs> yeah. I have another guess. Go ahead. You forgot to put your seatbelt on. No. You were at the gas station. You left the thing in the thing. The thing in the thing. Also, Maury, when somebody does, when somebody makes an O with one hand and then a finger with the other hand and they put the finger in the O, that only means one thing. That doesn't mean pumping gas. Okay? Okay, get out again. Come on, bro. Okay, so what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? You want me to tell you what I did? You want me to tell you what the, the worst mistake you can make as a driver is? Yes. I drank the wrong coffee. Let me explain. Let me explain. What? Let me explain. Let me explain. I was out yesterday and I stopped and at Tim Hortons and I got a small coffee with milk. Okay. I got in the car. Yeah. In the car, there's two cup holders. I put the coffee that I just purchased in the cup holder. And I knew as I was doing this, there was a little, it was a tight squeeze because I forgot to throw out the other coffee that was in the other cup holder that okay. I bought, drank half of, and put there six days ago. You forgot for six days? I got busy. <laughs> to throw out a coffee cup? Okay, I got busy. <laughs> six days, though? I got busy. Okay. So I normally don't drink the coffee right away anyway because it's too hot. I like to let it cool down a bit. Yeah. So I'm sitting in traffic yesterday doing Kegels because that's how I pass the time. And I reach down. <laughs> And I grab my coffee. Yeah. And it's nice and warm. It's been sitting in the car for six days. <laughs> Perfect temperature. Perfect. Just the way you like it. Was it. Just the way I like it. That's so gross. So I take, oh. a, I, I, I take a sip. Yeah. What it tastes like. Okay. But here's the thing is my brain thinks I'm drinking a brand new coffee. Uh -huh. So nothing registers. At all. Until sip number four. When you I took... Four sips? And it was sip number four when it hit me. And what hit me was, why am I chewing my coffee? <laughs> you gonna mess up your Kiko routine like that, bro. <laughs> That's so gross. Okay. Oh, okay. How did you not end up in the hospital? I'm on the highway. Oh, gross. I'm on the highway. 
so there was stuff in your coffee? It was like... Oh, that's so gross. I had drank just enough off the top to where I got to the stuff that was underneath the stuff on the top, and the stuff underneath the stuff on the top was now a solid. Oh! <laughs> it was chewy. <laughs> that's so gross. Wait, so the original, the, the coffee that you bought then, yeah. that same day, did you end up drinking that one? Yeah, I opened it immediately to wash my mouth out, and guess yeah. what? What? Blazing hot! <laughs> Bras and mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and mocha got you. Lorraine, welcome back to the Bras and Mocha Show. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up? All right, so Lorraine, you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Bras and Mocha fix my life. Ronnie and I got engaged on the Bras and Mocha Show on my birthday, January 30th. We remember Woo! that well. You guys were in here. Day. Most amazing day ever. That was back in January. And then you wrote us this. My dad proposed to his girlfriend on her birthday this past week. Now, as awkward as it is being engaged at the same time that your dad is, he didn't even tell me. I found out this information on a Facebook post. Uh, This is totally, quote, thunder stealing. It would have been nice if he could have let us have our moment and then he could have his. How do I approach this situation in a positive manner when I feel so negative about it? Okay. What's your relationship like with your dad, Lorraine? It's usually really good. That's why I'm, like, so shocked. Like. You know his fiance and you guys get along and everything? Yeah, everything's good. That's why I was like shocked. I even said, I'm like, if you guys had maybe taken us out for dinner or something and then told us and then posted it, that would have been cool. Okay. But now I'm like, okay, this is awkward. Okay, what are you more upset about? The fact that you found out on Facebook or the fact that he's stealing your thunder? More of the fact I found out on Facebook. Okay, well, uh, yeah, that, I mean... Jeez, I don't, I don't know. Do you guys have that kind of relationship where you sort of still confide in each other? And have you had an open dialogue about his feelings about this new woman at all? No. So you haven't. Okay. So you're you're not that you're not that person for him. I mean, he it can give sound you, like you guys are that close. How old are you, Lorraine? Uh, Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay. So you don't, you haven't really been involved in your dad's relationship with this woman. How long have they been together for? Uh, Four years. Four years. Are you close to her? Yeah, I'd say we're pretty close. I mean, we live two streets away from each other. Well, that doesn't mean close, though. You know what I mean by close? You guys see each other a lot. Are you spending, uh, like, are you and Ronnie spending time with your dad and his fiance? Uh, a lot. Are you hanging out at each other's homes a lot? At least weekly. At oh, least wow. weekly, if not more than once a week. Well, hey, listen, I mean, you know, that that is a decision that he made and, you know... Uh, did you want him to tell you before he did it, or were you would you have been okay if he told you after? No, it would have been awesome if it was a surprise after. I would have been okay. I would have been happy. I would have been like, oh, my God, congratulations. Instead, I'm like, oh, this is awkward. I'm finding this out on Facebook. As yeah, so that's why you're Facebook upset. Friend. Okay. I'll say this, that, you know, it's it's his life, and he did things the way that he wanted to do it. And you should allow your dad to do certain things in a way that he just wants to do it for his own happiness and his own love and his own future. And if that's the way that he wanted to do it, sure, it hurts a little bit and it sucks a little bit. And you could maybe have a conversation. But what's the good that's going to come out of the conversation? Probably nothing. Probably, yeah. probably, probably nothing. You'll still feel the same way. Just yeah. be supportive, right? You know, yeah. I, that's, yeah. all you can, that's all you can do right now. And as, and as far as thunder stealing 
goes, you got engaged in January. He got engaged two weeks ago. How much time do you need? COVID put a little stink on that. I know, but what, had, but, but we what haven't been able to do that. engaged all the time, though, Lorraine. You're not, like, the only one allowed yeah. in, in, to get engaged in 2020. You don't get to own the whole year after you get engaged in January. Like, other people are allowed to get engaged. True. I think it's just because it's family. It's kind of like, oh. No, but if he, if he said that he picked the same wedding date as you... Then I could be like, I'm on your side here. I was also like, yo, listen, how about same date and we just like split the cost of everything? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, he's already there. He could walk you down the aisle. (laughs) (laughs) You could do the same. Wedding there? So I don't know. These are these are tough situations. But when it comes to feelings being hurt, acknowledging it is. You can't acknowledge it because you are his, you are his kid and you're 31 and you're, you're both grown and you could acknowledge feelings hurt with a parent. Um, because I think that those conversations are important to happen. But if you're looking for some sort of apology or for him to say, oh my God, you're right. I don't think that that's the right motivation to go into having one of these conversations. Yeah. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Have you told him how happy you are for him? No. Oh, Lorraine, no. that's Why your not? pops. Why Come not? on. Why not? You're the one that's on the phone saying that you are like pretty close. Are you just like that I upset? Am... You can't wish the man like congratulations? That's your dad. You're right. I should have. Have you offered to take them out for dinner to celebrate? No, but perhaps that could be a good smoothing it over kind of thing. I think so. That'd be nice. I think so. Did you congratulate your, you know, his fiance at all? Uh, No, I haven't said anything to either of them because I just think it's awkward yeah yeah i think because you're making awkward it awkward times right yeah hell you know i think you call him up and you say hey oh my god congratulations so happy for you guys sorry i had to find it like a stranger on facebook but you can make it up to me over dinner that's, that's a good one you i'll know, take that advice I, I just i i don't think you make a big deal it's like with situations like this it always comes down to you know what is the positive and the negative that are going to come out of a conversation like this and if i think we've already established that no real good is going to come out of you lashing out at your dad because he didn't tell you privately no good is going to come from that no it's just going to make the situation worse yeah, way worse yeah yeah and i think that you know you want him there for you you got to be there for him you did it your way. Hey, you know, he, you guys did it on a radio show. You, did, you came in and did it, your engagement here, right? Yeah, it was he, pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. But he may not have been cool with that. Did he know that you guys were getting engaged? Yeah, Ronnie respectfully actually oh, told him, God. yeah. Ronnie's a straight-up guy, then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad's a bum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Larry. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I, I'm listen, kidding. I think that you just, you're both grown. It's not his first marriage. It's just, just be cool. Just really, just be chill. It's, it's your, what's your pop? You guys already get along well. It's not like you have a long history of, you know, a, a dysfunctional relationship. You can get past this. Just be there for each other and just be cool. So just smooth and bury the hatchet. Yeah. Because what choice do you have to hold a grudge and be petty? That's how I live my life, and I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't lying. Uh, all right. All right, Lorraine. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Later. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. It's another uh, trending topic on BuzzFeed. Parents share weird things that they caught their kids doing. Sometimes late at night. Our son, Cruz, who's three, mm-hmm. will wake, and we still, like, use a baby monitor just to hear and make sure he's okay. And he has, like, full-out conversations and sometimes counts from 1 to 20 or does his ABCs yeah. with his, like, the stuffed animals that he has in his bed with him. 
<laughs> and like he's looking at That's him and he's like cute, and he's like holding like he has his favorite stuffed bunny that he holds and he like holds up in the air and he like swings it back and forth and he's like having a full full conversation. Yeah. See, that's cute. I dated a girl when I was in high school and she had grown up in the same house her whole life. Yeah. And later in high school they were moving. And her bedroom looked the same as it did when, like, everything was in the exact same spot, everything else. And when they were moving the bed, and the mom would tell this story, regardless of how embarrassing it was to her daughter. They moved the bed, and they moved her bed away from the wall. And on the wall, there was a part of the wall, a big, giant circle on the wall where, like, all of... The paint was discolored and it looked like water damage, like it was a rough texture, yeah. everything else. All ripply and stuff? Yeah, all ripply and weird. Okay. And what it was, was that her whole life when she was a child, she would lie in bed for years before falling asleep, pick her nose, reach her arm behind her headboard and wipe it on the wall. That is and so it was. It was like... 15 years <laughs> of kid boogers <laughs> hidden behind that is so hidden behind the headboard of her of her bed. Oh my god, that's like Mario. that's like under my desk right now. Yo, oh, gross. When I was a kid, I was just going to say I know something that I was caught doing when I was a kid. Yeah. I used my Do you want to write it down first and I can make sure it's appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I my dad would catch me often creating my own crime scenes. I used to get caution tape and I would section off sections of the apartment and put like fake blood down and create my own crime scene. Where would you get caution tape Who was the fake victim? Oh, I would make stuff up. I'd be like, oh, John died there. Don't walk. Don't you have like an uncle named John? No, Michael. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on BuzzFeed, uh, yeah. parents share weird things they caught their kids doing. I caught my daughter packing turds into cardboard toilet paper tubes oh, and hiding them under God. the sink. She called them poop bombs. Oh, God. When my son was about four, I caught him looking up at the light fixture and whispering. I asked him what he was doing, and he said, I'm asking all the light bulbs in the house not to fall and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Another one wrote in and said, I caught my twins who are in first grade measuring each other's penises with a tape measure. Oh. <laughs> what grade? In grade one. Wow. Come on now. Uh, let's see here. When I was little, my mom caught me bringing eggs from the kitchen into my room and sitting on them in a blanket nest, hoping that they would hatch. <laughs> uh, we caught my sons, aged three and six at the time, sitting on the toilet together, one behind the other, pooping. Oh. They told us it was a double poop. <laughs> oh. What's worse, okay? If if like if you're sitting back to back because you have to be really little in order to do back to back because one of the kids has to straddle the back of the toilet, right? Yeah. Is that worse or is it worse if one person sits but scooches his back far back as they can and then the other person sits on their lap? Yeah, that one goes worse. between the legs. Yeah. Obviously, that one's worse, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Never mind. Uh, caught my daughter drinking strawberry milk and then spinning it back into the cup so she could drink it again. Oh, God. I kept finding dead worms in my kid's pockets when I did the laundry. <laughs> well, one day, while my kid was helping me in the garden, I saw him pick up some worms, kiss them, and then put them in his pocket. He said he does that because he loves them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I caught my kid coating himself in Costco garlic powder. Oh, 
Uh, discovered my brother was keeping a pee hat in his toy box, which was literally what it sounds like. A hat he could pee in during the night. Excuse me. Well, it was already a stupid idea since he wasn't emptying it. But to top it all off, he chose a toy construction hat with holes on the top. So his makeshift toilet leaked. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I caught my son licking my toe. I asked him what he was doing and he said, time traveling. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, there's a trending topic from uh, BuzzFeed. Parents share weird things that they caught their kids doing. When my son was three years old, I caught him washing his eyebrows with facial cleanser. Just his eyebrows. <laughs> Wet, lather, rinse, repeat. He said it made them nice and soft. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Simon Cowell broke his back. What? He was... On his property, and he was scooting around on a new electric bike, and I guess had an accident and broke his back in a couple of spots. He had to have oh, hours of surgery. Dude. First of all, if you want to see how ugly Twitter is and how ugly people are, uh -huh. um, go to the, I think it was the TMZ story on Simon Cowell breaking his back and just look at the replies. There, every, everybody's on there celebrating it. Oh, really? Yeah, using like One Direction memes and everything else. Like Aww. it was the most vile thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, okay. so they have guest hosts in. And um, Keenan Thompson was there last night and he's going to be there again tonight. Yeah. But have you watched at all any of no. America's Got Talent at all? So I mean, you, like I've seen bits and pieces. So there's a, a character named Bonavega. Okay. Who is a dad of two from, I think, like Iowa or Idaho or something like that, and then moved to LA. Yeah. But he takes on this persona of like an 80s rock glam icon with crazy hair, a mustache, wears like leotards and is just nuts, right? Yeah. And they didn't know what to think of him at first. He's very polarizing, especially with the audience. Like there are people that say that if he advances, they will never watch AGT again. Wow. Like he's one of those, right? He's one of those where people love him uh -huh. or it is like a game changer where it affects the way that they actually feel about the show. Wow. And about other people because okay. he keeps moving forward. So last night he went on. And this was the, for, the for, for his fans, they loved this. But for people who hate Bonavega, this was like their final straw with the performance that he did last night. So... Like, the winner of AGT, and I don't know whether they still do or how they're even going to do it now, but the winner at AGT, the prize was always a, like, short-run Vegas residency. And if you look at this guy and his act, yeah, he's built for that. Right? Playing guitar solos and everything, right? I'm good with that. Yeah. But, like, 
Google a picture of him right now. It's, Just Google. It's the voice. It's the way he's singing. And I know it's part of the act. Yes. But I couldn't sit there and watch like a two-hour show of him <laughs> doing this, right? Google Bonavega and take a look at what this guy looks like. Okay, hold on. It's weird because Just he has like B-O-N-A-V-E-G-A, all one word. Uh, because he has like crazy like yellow and purple hair and he wears leotards, but he has like a regular dad wow. mustache. Oh, the mustache is real? Yeah. But this dude is swole, too, huh? Oh, he's super swole. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I could see... Okay, I could see him doing his thing in Vegas. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But... <laughs> I couldn't sit through an entire show. No. I would tolerate one song. Yeah. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm on my way. But you understand why people want to burn the show down if this oh, guy absolutely. vances. Okay. okay. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Five-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Here we go. Two-time Intercontinental Champ. Here we go. Two-time Tag Champ with Jim the Anvil Neidhart, RIP. United States Champion. Two-time King of the Ring winner. Five-time Slammy Award winner. 1994 Royal Rumble winner. Two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Four-time WCW United States Heavyweight Champion. He was a tag champ with Goldberg. Wow. He was a winner of the 1999 World Heavyweight Championship Tournament for the WCW. <laughs> Two-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Okay, he is the best there is, right. the best there was, the best there ever will be. The excellence of execution. Put your jabroni ass into a sharpshooter. Make you tap. <laughs> Talk about the one, the only, Brett, the Hitman Hart. Wow. You got some stuff on him, huh? Uh, he's also a huge Raptor fan and was rocking a jersey yeah, and championship that. belt that the Raptors then posted on their IG stories. Right. So, damn, Warrior just got, like, got on the phone nice. with the champ, Brett, the Hitman Hart. Brett Hart, how are you, man? I'm doing really good. Awesome. Okay, so, like, are you the biggest Raptors fan or what? I don't know if I'm the biggest, but I'm, I might be the widest. <laughs> don't be silly. I saw you wearing that Raptors tank top on the Raptors tank Instagram top. story the other night. Bro. Looking good, looking fab. And now, are you enjoying the games? What are you enjoying that you're seeing? How much are you loving these games? They came out, um, you know, just real kick-ass, which is, was really good. I thought they, they were really great. Just hope they can keep it up. We're all in this together, kind of, with the, with the COVID virus and everything else, and we need something to make us happy, and this is this is their time to uh, also, in a good way, it reminds me of, like, when I was world champion the first time, and then I won, the, you know, I had to kind of go and prove to everybody that I was the champion again, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's kind of like that for the Raptors, you know, they, they won the championship, and I think a lot of people kind of, kind of doubted that they would go all the way again this year but as you can see you know they come out they've come out really strong and they look they look really um impressive and they they really dominate serrano is going to be tough to beat this year and uh we'll see what brooklyn's got to offer next year for sure and i saw the tv that you have on the patio granted i thought that a world champion wrestler would have a bigger tv on the patio is an awfully small tv (laughs) i was the biggest one i could get at the time (laughs) why are you gonna disappear that's a champion you talked to right there that's not a champion sized tv (laughs) and then then listen to maury 
Trying to like all be sportsy oh, no. with Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. Okay. And Mr. Hitman Hart, I got to ask you this. You know, with <laughs> COVID 19 and us not seeing audiences for hockey or concerts, um, how do you think COVID 19 is going to affect the WWW and, you know, the, the shows that you guys put on? You know, I, I, I thought watching the UFC and all the other sports that, you know, that we've all been quarantined watching, like from hockey to basketball to baseball and everything you know that you got to have the fans there and you once if you really love the sport you really love the game you realize that you're not there for the fans and you just want to see some good baseball and you just want to see some good basketball and you, and you know i found that it surprised me even with the wrestling that i just want to see the wrestlers work really good wrestling matches and and you know they've been doing that everyone's sort of um suspended their disbelief that they that these things couldn't work without a crowd but um in fact they don't really need the fans that much and uh you know i i've learned to like easily kind of adapt it to it so i'm not i'm not a big uh naysayer of it i'm, I'm happy with the way um all the sports are still hanging in there and i hope they they keep their their audiences focused you know all the other sports should survive or at least get through this year and then hopefully hopefully um in the new year, um, we'll be back to uh, normal life again. WWE uh, there legend go. there. WWW legend. Red Raptors tank top. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's up, Dan Moore? Keep it coming. The only socks I have that aren't dirty are winter socks. Today. Sorry, say that again. Say that again. The only the what you have that's not dirty is a what? <laughs> the only socks I have that aren't dirty are my winter socks. Are you wearing winter socks right now? Yeah. Why don't Why you do you just... laundry? It's not the weekend. Oh. So wait, how many socks do you have? Don't tell me you have seven pair. No, I have like four or five pairs of yeah. summer socks and then a ton of winter socks. What is, what's the difference between summer socks and winter socks? Summer socks are lower. They were like the anklet ones. I almost said summer socks. That's how bored I am. I'm like, my math is working at like 60% right now of this conversation. Yeah, so why do you only have four or five summer socks? <laughs> <laughs> because there's, you can go through them a lot quicker and you can wear them more often than once. Once? What? <laughs> well, what do you mean? I usually wear my socks three or four times. Are you serious? I can't. Why? Well, yeah, they're on no my offense, feet. but you're the most disgusting human being I know. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. Have disgusting. You ever, have, <laughs> have you ever tried to do a thumber thought and thumber thought? <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> Once I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see these socks you got on. Let me see these socks you got on today. Oh, my God. Let me see. Are they the ones I, I always right. say it looks like it an elephant like, trunk? It looks like you have a leg warmer that's like scratched <laughs> down around yeah. Pull that sock all the way up. How, how far up does it go? Oh, not that far. It's because his legs oh. are so short. <laughs> that's true. Look my dog. Short ass legs. Wow. <laughs> yeah, those are winter socks, all right. Yeah, with shorts, it's yeah. fabulous. But why wouldn't you just? Why wouldn't you just wear your shoes oh, with no God socks? Sakes. Ew, no socks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to wear socks? Do you ever yeah. go without socks? Yeah, but then my feet stick to the insides of my shoes. They <laughs> thick. <laughs> That's so stupid. <sighs> I haven't worn socks in, I don't even know, since March. Yeah. Oh, you can't do any fun words with March. 
Get out, man. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What up, homie? Are you a smiler generally? I think you are. Yeah. I think you smile more than you don't smile. I would say so. I like smiling. Let me read you the story here. Oh, here comes Maury, the king of fake smiling. <laughs> uh, which is interesting because that's actually what I want to talk about right now is fake, fake, smiling? Is, is fake smiling. Okay. Yeah. So even if you're grumpy uh-huh. and just generally unhappy, pissy, whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. they say that even fake smiling when you're not happy can trick your brain into feeling better. Oh, so this goes back to that whole thing of telling people to smile and how that has somehow became wildly offensive. It's all my grandmother ever said to me. Smile. <laughs> Jeez, Grand. Right? What's up? Yeah, exactly. Not that bad of a mood. <laughs> I think she also told my brother one time, oh my God, your nose got so big. <laughs> Do we have the same brows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, so a new study says fake smiling, even when you're not happy, can trick your brain into feeling better. Um, it's because the brain needs the muscle movements for a smile. And researchers say, quote, that releases neurotransmitters to encourage an emotionally positive state. Meaning when your muscles say you're happy, you're more likely to see the world around you in a positive way. Oh. So when you can control the muscles to make a smile, your brain actually starts making you feel Your brain's better. like, oh, so we're happy yeah, now. Yeah, so we're happy now. That okay. makes total sense. So fake smile for me more. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I, I, watch, I was watching the show where you can tell when somebody's fake smiling or real smiling. And it's not about the smile. What is it? The, the eyes. Oh, okay. Because but you what, can't what, tell when someone's smiling when they're wearing a, a mask. I know, that's the problem. That's why I just raise my eyebrows now. My new smile is raising my eyebrows at people. <laughs> right? Like, what was curious is now a friendly yeah. hello, right? <laughs> Like I, before, I would just raise my eyebrows over things. I was like shocked. I was like, "What?" Right. But now, when I have a mask on and I see somebody yeah. and I don't smile anymore, I raise my eyebrows at them. I know, right? I was walking by somebody. Sometimes in you the get hallway. the double raise. I was <laughs> walking by uh, the somebody in our building when I was leaving. Yeah, and forgetting, I, I have my mask on, but sometimes you just forget where it's so often, right? Yeah. And I was walking past someone and I went to smile. But then after, like, I smiled at them. I looked them, like, right in the eye. Yeah. And then after I passed them, I'm like, but how do they know that I just they smiled? Don't. Now they just think you're rude. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just, like, what are you looking at me in the eye for? Yeah, but fake Stranger. smiling is interesting. Fake smiling is you, you're using the muscles just around your mouth, right, mm. to, to smile. So fake smile right now. Fake smile. See, take your glasses off for one second. I want to just want to try and use you as an example from this thing. Okay. So fake smile just right now with your mouth, right? Like that. Now, now really smile if you can. So what you get, <laughs> what, what you get, what you that? get. So you'll notice it in the corner of my eyes. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'll fake smile. Yeah. Right. And then if I really smile, it goes like this. Well, oh, it's, yeah. it's all in the eyes. Oh, wow. I right? never it's noticed actually, that. Yeah, it's all in the eyes. So you can usually tell when somebody's fake smiling if the, if the muscles around the eyes stay the same. Yeah. Because and, they're uh, forcing their mouth to do that. Yes. Because they're just using their mouth muscles to smile. Uh-huh. So it's not a real, it's not a real smile. When you actually smile, it affects the muscles around your eyes. So you really notice it around somebody's eyes so when, they're fa- we, when they're fake smiling. So now we have to really try hard to fake smile? Well, yeah, you just do better, Maury. <laughs> That's a real one right there. That's a real one. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, what time did the Raptors play today? Four o'clock. Four I was o'clock. upset at first, but then I'm like, you know what? No, it's perfect, bro. 
F everybody, F That's Brooklyn. Perfect. As Masai said back in 2014. Now, in a in normal in a normal world, yeah, okay, like a four o'clock game, or because all their games are afternoons, right? Then, like the next three games, it's like a four, a one, and a one, right? Yeah. In a normal world, that sucks because you're at work. In work from home world, it's fine. It's because amazing. Whatever you're at yeah. home, but like, come on. What for what? me as a Raptor fan? Yeah, you know, like the disrespect. It's it's known throughout the league. That the disrespect for the Raptors continues, even though they are right. the current champions. Right. Right? Give them a prime time 8 o'clock spot. I know okay. you can't because I believe the Clippers are playing at that but, but time. Also, also at, like the- is it Clippers in Boston? No. Because no. Boston's playing before, but it's a hot game tonight. Like, but, there's back-to-back hot games yeah. with four teams. No, I hear you. Right, but and then you got that the virtual democratic convention thing happening on television tonight too. Like, there's just there's a lot going on. Oh no, what am I going to watch? Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) But in bubble play, this is what it's like, though. Like, I know Leafs are playing afternoon games. Like, every every, everybody was playing afternoon games. I know we went on vacation, and the Leafs had a shot at the cup. Well, come on now, but (laughs) we went on vacation. (laughs) Keep that streak alive, boys. We went on we went on vacation, and the the Leafs were in it. Yeah, (laughs) and we get home, and they're out of the bubble. Like, we come back to work two weeks later, they're out of the bubble. Clean up. They got to leave. Done. Well, other people are staying in their homes. Yeah. In their house. Yeah, it's crazy. Playing, hey, touching all their stuff. Was Mitch Marner's lights in his condo on, Maury? They were? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so sad. Uh, <laughs> were they at least dimmed? No, no, no. They're all on full bright, and the blinds are open. Oh, really? To uh, make yeah. it look like nobody's home? Yeah. He ain't home. You know what you should do more? You should, <laughs> you, should learn, you should learn Morse code and use your lights to try and communicate with him. <laughs> See if he responds? Yeah. That's such a, you know he's not home. He's but not the couch there. is right in front of the window. Doesn't matter. He's what do you not mean home. the couch is right in front of the window? Like I he can sits see on the, the back of the couch. Oh, but it's not staring out the window. No, no, the back of the couch oh. is to me. Right. So you don't know what's going on in the front. I know, exactly, I know exactly what Mitch Marner is doing. Yeah. He's got like his lights on a timer. Uh huh. So every night, you, what you should do, Maury, is monitor and see exactly what exactly. time the lights go on and what time they go off yes. this entire week and yes. see if it all lines up. Because then you know that guy's not home. Yes. Also, yes. You should also get binoculars. Do you already have binoculars? I have a telescope. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Madonna celebrated her 90... <laughs> the 93rd it. birthday? <laughs> or 92nd I this know, year? I, I just... I saw a picture of her with a, with a tray of weed and a joint. Yeah. She looked like a dinosaur. What's going on with you, man? She didn't do this. She didn't do anything well. She didn't do COVID well. Her, Ellen DeGeneres and Madonna may have been the biggest two losers as far as their personas being blown apart during quarantine and i don't know how that hey, happens did Ellen get robbed? did i see something she got robbed yeah, or something? yeah and they determined that it wasn't an inside job because i think at, at, at first they thought that it was somebody like within her organization it was madonna security or anything like that yeah she went on a birthday spree <laughs> so that was ellen's weed that was on madonna's plate then. <laughs> i got you full circle i get it so it was madonna's how old is she 62 62 years Real? old no she does not look that age at all. What do you think? She looks older? 90-something. Come on now. Uh, David Mori uh, made some calls to uh, fellow Madonna fans yesterday. 
Oh, like known Madonna fans? I believe, I don't know. Was it, who are these people? Oh, these people? are just, just randoms. Oh, oh. oh, so anybody, you were just tro- looking for Madonna fans. I don't know, fans. listen I to this. You. I feel, oh, you were looking for Madonna fans. Okay, because okay. listen to this. Yes. Amped up for Madonna's birthday yesterday. Hello? We're celebrating today. What are we celebrating about? What is it? We are celebrating Madonna's birthday. Oh, God bless your daughter's birthday today. How old is she? No, no, not my daughter. Madonna. Oh, Madonna. (laughs) God bless her. She's a wealthy woman. Do you want to sing with me? No, I don't want to sing with you. I don't know the tune. I don't know to sing it. What if I sang it to you? Okay, sing it. Let me hear. Like a virgin. Ow! Touch for the very first time. <laughs> yeah, is that good? Can I sing with you at church? No. Oh, my God. How can you sing a song like that in church? No. <laughs> Lord, help me. You know, you're talking to a 74-year-old woman. <laughs> Hello? Today is a time to celebrate. All right, let's do it. It's Madonna's birthday. Woo! All right, Madonna. How much do you love Madonna? I love Madonna that when she was thinking about being a virgin, I was trying to be a virgin. When I say Madonna, <laughs> what is the first song that comes to your mind? Just like a prayer. Okay. That was one of my favorite Madonna songs. You got to give me a bit of it. Just like a prayer. My heart will take you there. Just like the mystery. Well, you'll do, I don't think that's how song goes. What, like you see. Oh, Lord, it's been a long time since I've seen that song. Hello? Are we celebrating or what? Oh, yeah, I am celebrating big time. It's Madonna on repeat like 24-7 for like the last two days. Okay, when I say Madonna, what is the first song that comes to your mind? Come on, Vogue. Let your body move to the music. Woo! Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Greta, Greta Garbo, Garbo and Monroe, Monroe Dietrich oh, no. and DiMaggio, oh, no. Marlon Brando, Jimmy Dean, Marlon Brando, Jimmy Dean, on, on the, the cover, cover of a magazine. magazine, Grace Kelly, Grace Kelly, Fred Astaire, Harlow Jean, oh, P- Jean, Harlow Jean, Jean picture of a beauty queen. queen. <laughs> Don't, Don't just stand there, let's, let's get, get to it. it. Strike, Strike a pose, there's, there's nothing, nothing to, to it. it. Oh. The world is a little bit more gay today. Yes, Madonna is everything. Um, I love her. I'm, I I hope she's having a good day. Oh, my God. If she was listening right now, what would you say to her? Thank you for inventing gay people. Oh. Like a virgin. Oh! for the very first time. <laughs> yes, queen. Happy birthday, Her Majesty. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, the one and only queen. How are you celebrating? Um well I was just in a conical bra downstairs dancing around to um <laughs> like a virgin, so <laughs> when I say Madonna, what is the first song that comes to your mind that makes you happy? Uh probably Material Girl, because it's it's a classic. Some boys kiss me, some boys hug me, I think they're okay. <laughs> when I say Madonna, you say Madonna? I don't know. Birthday! Happy birthday, Madonna! Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. When you call my name, it's like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there. Imagine she was listening right now to you. What would you say to her for her birthday? Madonna, queen, happy, (laughs) 
birthday. <laughs> we love you, we fan you, and we need you in this life forever. Damn! <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, up, Raptors. Oh, hell yeah. That's my right. team. Let's it's go, crazy, Raptors. Yeah. F you, Brooklyn. Man. It was an exciting game. Let me tell you something, man. The Raptors are like the team. I understand now why the NBA hates the Raptors too much, so much. Yeah, why? It's because we're just awesome at everything. Well, stop it. All right. Everything from Jesse Reyes singing the Canadian national anthem from the top of the CN Tower to no. the players being introduced, like the the starting lineup being introduced by their family members. Like, yeah. come on, you can't get any better. I saw that video after the fact with uh-huh. the players being introduced by their family members because I think some of them are like the, the the guy's brother and then the kids show up and oh my God. And I watched it three times and all three times I was just like almost in tears. Yeah. It's crazy. Gasol's kids and then um, Kyle Lowry's kids. Yeah. And then they cut oh, to, oh. right? And then they cut to him on the court, and yeah. it was just... I'm Ford, the maître zero week from Cameroon, number 43, Pascal Siakam. Let's go out there! And it was so nice to see the brother just standing there, like, cheering on his bro. Introducing starting small forward from London, England, OG and Anobi. Like, so serious. Yeah, I know, uh-huh. <laughs> Just such a nice moment for like every single one. Look on his face. He's both hands up in the air, just yeah. cheering on for his own kids. Now, did they do that for both teams or no? Just no, they to, only did just it for the Raptors. Really, huh? Come on, did they do it for the both no, teams? No, no, because to me, that's part of like the production no. of. Oh, was it because the Raptors were a, a home team last night, so they got to do the opening and all that stuff? Shem, the Raptors actually copied it from the Phoenix Suns, who were the first team uh, to do it in the okay. bubble. Yeah, they did the whole family introduction. Yeah, but the Raptors thing. did it better, Come way on. better. Right, but Thank to you. me, that that shouldn't be like a Raptors decision. That's like a production decision of whoever's producing the broadcast of the games. Is it not? Like, it seems weird to me that you would do technical. these, like, that you would use people's kids and make it all super emotional for one no, team, but you wouldn't think, for the other? Foul, F Brooklyn. super weird, I though. think that it was the Raptors organization that was like, yo, Phoenix did this. It looked awesome. Let's reach out to family members and see if, for the starting lineup, we can do the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems really cruel to me to do Now, it, I think if anybody, if anybody else does it, it's just going to be lame now. If well, any other team does it, it now. It will not. Lame. It's still going to be sweet kids talking about their Listen, dads. Listen, I'm rallying for my Raptors, bro. bro. I know, but like at the expense of what? Like, how far does rallying for the Raptors go? That you don't want to see anybody else's children on the broadcast Absolutely. from now on during wow. during this series. Wow. We're up one nothing. No, during this series. Absolutely. Jesus. No, it was absolutely. A, it was a really really sweet moment, and uh, it was uh, it was just like. 
It's it's what it's what you want to have happen with bubble basketball. Of course, right? They're making it real special. One thirty four, one ten was the final score. Uh, Van Vliet scoring thirty points. Game two is tomorrow afternoon. You see that shot of Kawhi Leonard yesterday walking into the arena. No, okay, I saw so, when he slipped on no, the court. There's, no, there's a shot. Got Kawhi, there's, you know, Kawhi Leonard hates like just everything. He'll do everything to avoid eye contact or talking to anybody, yeah. right? I love the guy. Um, so he's walking down like a corridor kind of thing, I guess, where there's people and cameras and whatever else. And you know when you do busy work, like you fake busy work, uh-huh. right? Like you pretend like you're on your phone or you're having a conversation or whatever. So he has an iPad in his hand. Yeah. And as he's walking down, he's just like fixed. He's staring at his iPad, right? And then when he turns the corner, you see him just like put the iPad down by this by his side. But as he puts the <laughs> iPad down by his side, all he was like intently staring at was just the home screen. Oh. <laughs> like just, just like icons. <laughs> I'm so busy here, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Am I the only one in this room who has never seen planes, trains, and automobiles? Uh, how have you not seen planes, trains, I don't and know. automobiles? That, yeah, that movie just like skipped right by me. Really, huh? I didn't watch it. Steve Martin and uh, John Candy, right? Yes, and I will say that it is just about the perfect movie. And I don't even know anything about it. Yeah. But I see that Kevin Hart and uh, Will Smith are doing a remake of Which this Which breaks my heart. you Kevin it's, Hart? It's, it's an untouchable. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it, is, it would be like if they announced today that, <sighs> that they were redoing Back to the Future. Oh, are you nuts? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. That's not happening. Yeah, it w- it's on that level of an untouchable movie. Really? Yeah, it is because it is so... John Hughes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it is, like, it's, first of all, it's hysterically funny, mm-hmm. but what separates Planes, Trains, and Automobiles from all the other kind of comedies of that era is that Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is also extremely heartbreaking. Is it really? Yeah. Aww. Yeah, and it's not oh, yeah, well, just—it's not just like jokes the whole time. Like it is a—it's a funny but unbelievably tragic story. Is and it? Yeah, it really is. And the way the, the 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 performance that John Candy put in in that movie is legendary. And the idea that somebody may be taking on that role or, or, or sort of taking on that persona or speaking those words to me is, is like is tragic. Wow. As much as I love Will Smith and Kevin Hart and as much as I would watch anything they did together, um, it, it breaks my heart that they're redoing. You know, and I'm kind of surprised that um, Will Smith and Kevin Hart hadn't done anything together in the Have past. Have they not? No. Why do they think I'm, they had? No, I don't think that they've started anything together. Really? Yeah. It's weird because these two like, you know, like great actors, kings of comedy. Yeah. You would think it would be a no-brainer to put them together in a movie. Really? Maybe huh? they've tried in the past and it just didn't work out with scheduling or whatever. Huh. But the two of them, I think on screen in any scenario would yeah. be hilarious. See, as, and as much as I do love the idea that Kevin Hart and Will Smith would do something... I would much rather be Kevin Hart in The Rock. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. That's the best dynamic duo ever. Right? And the if, absolute best. Because if Kevin Hart's taken a couple months to go do a movie with Will Smith that I don't want to watch anyway, then that just means that there's less opportunity this year for him to do something else yeah. with The Rock. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Do you ever use Shuffle on your any sort of music, like with your own playlists? 
Sometimes I do. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never been a fan of Shuffle because I'm always right. wanting like something specific, right? Oh, okay. But Netflix is going to be testing out Shuffle. Oh, wow. All right. Which Shuffle I can handle if it's, you know, three-minute songs at a time. But I don't know if I want a Netflix to shuffle through 30-minute episodes of television shows I have no interest in. Is it for everything on Netflix? You can. So Netflix yeah. has launched uh, a worldwide test of Shuffle Play, a feature for indecisive subscribers that starts streaming a random title based on their viewing history or playlists. Oh, no, you're in trouble then. I'm dead in the water. Yeah, because you watch all, like, uh, my prison documentaries. My Netflix and is soiled. I, it, there's no coming back from yeah. it. I need to delete it. You need it a fresh start. New, yeah. You need a new identity on I, Netflix. I, I, I do. I say this all the time. Like, I'll go to my profile and then Catherine's profile, and it's like we subscribe to two different services. Yeah. It really is. Like, Hers is fun, upbeat, there, uplifting. But there's stuff that I didn't yet, never, has never, Ever popped up on mine as that a recommendation? Has, never, not once, ever popped up on mine. And stuff that I would quite enjoy. Uh -huh. But I, I started, I started in early with the, you know, the, the cocaine documentaries and the world's most deadliest this or that, <laughs> and how to catch a whatever, and you know, the toughest thing, and all of this stuff. Oh, no. And, yeah, and, you're and done. it's ruined. Uh -huh. Like it's, and you, if you look at my list of, oh God, don't even look at my my row of continue watching. Oh, really? Because these are things that I couldn't even get through. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so like, no, thanks. the idea they say is to provide yet another way to encourage Netflix users to watch more content on the device. So it's a shuffle play. And the purpose of it, of the test is to make it easier for people to find something to watch because I will some nights spend more time looking for something to watch than I actually will watching oh, that thing. That's me. That's me all the time. I will spend like a good 30 minutes yeah. looking at titles and then trailers and whatever, whatever, even stuff that I've seen already. Yes. And then I'll look at the time and be like, oh, I don't have time to watch this. No. I'm doing something else or I got to go to bed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up watching like a 10 minute something on YouTube and then yeah, go to bed. Yeah. And then they get you with the box covers where I'm like, that movie that I didn't want to watch in row one is now in row three, just with a different box cover. Yes. It looks a little bit more interesting. Don't do that. Doesn't Netflix have, so this one's called what? Shuffle? Shuffle. Shuffle play. I'm pretty sure... I'm just logging into my Netflix account right now real quick. Oh, get out of here. Okay, and now my computer just froze. But don't they have like a, a section on the side, on the sidebar on the left that just says like, um, like play something? It's like already a random feature. It says oh, uh, just know. play something or just find something. Something like that. Oh, see, I could never hit that. Because, because you'd be too scared. There's, yeah, there's, I'd be way too scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, remember the days in chat roulette when you'd be like, <laughs> normal person, normal person, normal person. What the hell? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let's go Raptors! In your face, Brooklyn. What now? What was it, 104.99 yesterday? Yes, sir. Oof. Both Norm Powell and Van Vliet scoring 24 points. Each? Yeah, I saw Van Vliet trending all day yesterday. Oh, it was such a good game. Yeah. It was. Now, how did you feel about the one thirty start? Because I know that you came around to the 4 o'clock start. You know what? Yeah. I actually enjoyed the one thirty start you. way better. I knew that this was going to happen. I knew that you were going to get all bent out of shape because the NBA was putting the Raptors games on in the afternoon. And I was, and in my head, I'm like, no, bro. These afternoon games no. are going to be gifts. It was a it was amazing. Yes. I had like the entire, uh, I even for like 
10 minutes, I fell asleep. Yeah. And I think it was during the halftime. Yeah. So it was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Took a little 10 minute nap, woke up, and continued watching the game. No, it was for amazing. You. Good for you. Which is why I'm happy that game three tomorrow is at 1 yeah. as well. <laughs> It's going to be a bummer if they get a 9 o'clock game or an 8 o'clock game. It's going to suck. I'm going to be like, what are you doing? Yes. NBA, why do you hate the Raptors so much? <laughs> we want noon. We want noon. Yo, there was a guy, I don't know if you saw this story. There was a guy speeding on a street in Toronto yesterday, right? Like on a, like on a downtown street? No, residential. Oh. He was oh. going 95 in a 50. Oh, shut up. And How? <laughs> he's just speeding. And then when the police officer pulled him over, this guy's excuse was, Officer, I have Raptors playoffs on my mind. Oh, shut up. Really? <laughs> That's exactly what his excuse was. <laughs> Which is why. Do you get a ticket for that attention. or no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You got to be in some kind of zone to not realize you're doing 90 on a 50 in a residential no, he neighborhood. Knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? He knew what he was doing. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, it's impossible though, because I have cones all over my neighborhood. Like where you got to zigzag down the street. Yeah. It's crazy. Parts of, parts of the 401, or sorry, not 401, the 404. Yeah. The route that I take on my way in, because all over, I'm happy, like, trust me, I'm happy that construction, a lot of construction happens overnight. Yeah. Right? When there's less traffic on the road, I would prefer that than what than it happening during the day. But I, same thing, I have to zigzag because there's so many portions of my drive yeah. where they have two lanes shut down. So everyone has to merge over to one side. So there's a street in my neighborhood where it's a two-way street, but you're, they've turned it with cones. So you as a car, sometimes you're driving in the right lane, sometimes you're driving in the left lane, sometimes you're driving in the right lane, sometimes you're driving in the left lane. But so are the other people coming the other way. Yeah. So it's down to one lane. So you have to, if you're like going into one of the S-bends, you have to pull right over and then somebody else has to use the same lane you were just using to get past you because they're trying to reduce traffic yeah. in all these residential neighborhoods. So they're forcing you no. to do like an obstacle course. It's like you're going for a license in <laughs> Gran Turismo. <laughs> you know Those what I mean? Possible, dude. <laughs> right? Those That's what it feels impossible. like. Like driving around my neighborhood yeah. feels like I'm playing like PS1 <laughs> Gran Turismo, like trying to get trying to get my license before, before I'm allowed you, to drive. Before even race. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So last night during the Cincinnati Reds game, um, their home team broadcaster, Tom Brenneman, was coming back from commercial and he had a hot mic. And I don't know what city he was talking about, but you can hear him in this clip. He calls it one of the... F word with the sl uh, slur for gay capitals of the world. So listen to this. The capitals of the world. Oh my God. Reds Live, the pregame show. Oh okay. my God. So everybody saw this. Yeah. And then in the fifth inning, he comes on because he was getting pulled. Yeah. I mean, like immediately. He comes on and does an apology on like during the broadcast but he's doing his apology as the game is still happening so he's like apologizing and calling the game i made a comment earlier tonight that uh, i guess uh, went out over the year that i am deeply ashamed of um 
If I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith, as there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos that will be a home run. Oh, my God. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck. For the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am uh, and never has been. And I'd like to think maybe I could have some people that, um, that could back that up. I am very, very sorry, and I beg for your forgiveness. Damn. Like, he that. didn't he didn't look at something or somebody said something and he you know, it's not like he said, Oh my god, that's so gay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what he said and the way he hit that word, like he really hit the F word. Capitals of the world. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, he, really he like he leaned show. into Oh, he knew what he was saying. He leaned into that. Like that's not the first time. No, you know, not. that's not the first time he said that. So a statement from the uh, Cincinnati Reds, the Cincinnati Reds organization is devastated by the horrific homophobic remark made by uh, made this evening by broad- broadcaster Tom Brenneman. Uh, he was pulled off the air and effective immediately was suspended from doing Reds broadcasts. Mm. We will be addressing our broadcast team in the coming days. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and Mocha got you. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? It's Ronza Mocha. Hey, I'm good. How about you? Doing good. All right, let's get into it. So, Jennifer, you wrote us this. Uh, my relationship with my now ex was healthy and great. Out of nowhere, he started getting weird and distant, and then he finally says it's because he wants kids before dating. I told him I didn't. And he was okay with that. So there we go. We got a problem right there. Uh, A week goes by and I check his social media and he deleted all of our pictures and changed his Facebook status to single. This is how he broke up with me. I messaged him wishing he had the decency to do it over the phone and called him a coward. His response was, (laughs) if not talking for a week wasn't a good indicator, yes, I am ready to end things. Ooh, ouch. So then you say, can't stop thinking about it. I have so many questions uh, and so many thoughts are spiraling around. Should I reach out for closure? If not, how do I just let it go? Oh, yeah, yeah. How long were you guys dating, Jennifer? Um, we dated for like uh, six months, but we were friends for two and a half years before that. Yeah. Uh, he's not the guy you thought he was. Definitely not. No. No. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, the reason we want closure, it, one, psychologically closure helps. Uh, we think in terms of everything else in the world, which is there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. And when you don't get your end, it it fractures the beginning and the middle, and you just don't know where to go as a person, right? Yeah. And so we look for closure, and we deserve closure, and there's right ways to do closure, and there's wrong ways to do closure. But just sort of bailing on somebody, uh, it's very traumatic for somebody in your position. But, you know, I will say that when... It does come to a situation like this 
where, you know, he just blows you off and makes up some lame story. Yeah, it's because I want kids and you don't and whatever. I think that that is your closure. Mm -hmm. I think that the fact that you now realize that you're with somebody that who you thought was a great friend, but after six months is just going to start ignoring you, hoping that you get the hint that he doesn't want to be your boyfriend anymore. I think that that's your closure. Okay. Because it's only been six months. And I truly believe now that we know how long it's been, I believe he wasn't into the relationship and he did use the fact that he wants kids as an excuse to get out of the relationship, whether he truly believes that or not. He needed something. He needed an escape plan and that was going to be his answer. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, Yeah. it just seemed like an excuse because then I was like, okay, um, let's have kids. Like, I'm okay with having kids in the future. And then he's like, oh, well, actually, it's just like these other little things. It's just excuses. He was never into the relationship. Uh, here's okay. here. I'm going to, I'll put something else in your head though. Okay. Don't worry about closure with this guy. What you need to sit and think about is how you went six months being really in and probably in love with somebody who would do this to you. Right. Not the guy you thought he was. Yeah. Cause I've, I've dated like not good men in the past and the relationship was amazing. Like I was saying, like there was never like anything bad about it. I mean, it was only the first six months, right? But um, Um, until the breakup, the breakup was awful. And that's when his true colors were shown. And I was really confused. But for the entire six months up until the breakup, everything was fine. You said like everything was healthy and great. The relationship was fantastic. And it was only up until that point. Yeah. Uh. But, but, but the guy who broke up with you is also the guy you dated. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right? the same person. Yeah, you have to you have to remember that that you know somebody that you were willing to give everything to had it in them to treat you that way at the end. Yeah. Now, what was that guy going to turn into if this went on for six years? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that it didn't. I don't know lead to like us getting married and then him yeah. doing that type of thing, and then no, I'm like, well, this is I he's, wasted. He's either messing time. around on you. Right. Mm-hmm. Or he thought, hey, we're such good friends. Why don't we try dating? You know, I'm attracted to you and you're attracted to me and we seem to get along and we got the same friends and everything else. And then he just realized that he wasn't into it. That's yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. Away it goes. You're better off without him. OK, thank you. Thanks, Jennifer. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. What's up, Juliana? Hi, I've called you guys. I've called you guys. Oh my god, I've listened to you guys for years. Cool. Ever since you started. Um, I'm in high school now and I watch that. Uh, listen, oh my god. <laughs> I listened to you um, when I was in the car with my mom, and now we have to listen to your podcast because we moved to Ottawa. Oh, damn. All right. So, how old are you now? Um, I am 15. Wait, so hold on a second. You're 15. Yeah. You started listening to us when you were four? Um, probably like when you, I was like, I'm trying to think what grade again. Because we've been uh, on the radio almost 11 years now. Yeah, I'm trying to think what grade. Um, it was when I was going into my new school, which was grade one. Grade one. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. it all makes sense. Yep. That yeah. is crazy. Cool. So what do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. I wanted to just call you guys. Do you have like any any requests? Do you, is there a favorite thing you want us to do? Is there a, I don't know, you're a big fan of the show. You're finally on the show. Let's not waste that opportunity. Could, are you, have you done the news, do the news yet? We have not. Would you like to introduce the news? Sure. Okay. Um, you, you know how this what works? Is, what is it again? How okay. do you say it again? Oh my God. Oh. <sighs> 
Juliana. Yeah. You said you've been listening your whole okay. life, basically. I know. Okay. Um, I, I, I just don't want to mess up. Okay. My heart's pounding. How, how, how do you think it goes, Juliana? Let's do the news. Okay, but prior to saying let's do the news, what happens? Um... Okay, I, because I'm talking to you, I've lost all my words because, oh, my God. Um, okay. Take your time. Take a, a deep breath. Think, um, mo- no. Is it Mocha? Let's do the news. Nope. No, no, no. Okay. There are so, no pressure, Juliana, but there are so many people listening right now who are, <laughs> like, irate because they know exactly what happens. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think. Mm-hmm. Okay, um... One sec. I think I got it. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Did you just find something and listen to it? Like, did you just Google it? No. I'm trying to think. Um, uh, let me think. So many people yelling right now. (laughs) Yelling out into the world. Like, we've already eaten into three minutes of the news. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got time for like one story. (laughs) Hey, Mocha, let's do this. Okay, we'll just tell you. Okay. Okay, it's a, hey, Mocha, you ready? And then I say, Uh yeah. And then I yell, let's do the news. Okay, I I was on the right track. I was like, I knew it was Mocha somewhere. No problem. You give it hell right now. Anytime you're ready, Juliana. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. Let's do the news. (laughs) Okay, hold on. on. It's, It's, hey, Mocha, you ready? Oh, yeah. Let's do the news. Hey, Mocha, you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. All right. A Roz and Mocha show and KISS 92.5 news break. Death Valley, California reached 130 degrees yesterday, which is 54.4 degrees. That's hot. If verified, it would be the hottest temperature recorded in the U.S. since 1913. That's hot. The specific area of Death Valley is called Furnace Creek. Oh, Death Valley, that's such an American thing, eh? That's one of the cool things about America. This is one of the, like, there's a lot of things about America that you shouldn't envy, right? But deciding to name things cool is what they do well. Like, if somebody said in Canada all those years ago, what are we going to call this place? And someone went, man, it's real hot there. Why don't we call it Death Valley? Somebody would go, no, 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 bonjour, Valley. (laughs) <laughs> Hello, Valley. Right? You know what I mean? You would nobody would ever get away with calling something Valley Sabon. <laughs> yeah, Valley Sabon. Right. Not Death Valley. No, it, nobody you couldn't get away with calling something Death Valley. Yeah, what place in Death Valley? F- Furnace Creek. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They would never let that people, happen up here. Dumb We're question. Such lows. Do people live yeah. there? What? Do people live there? Yeah, I think people do, but not very well. You tell me like somebody's address is like five <laughs> Death Valley Road? No, it would be Five Furnace Creek Road, yeah. Death Valley, California. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the uh, highest temperature ever recorded on Earth was observed in Death Valley. Uh, that was uh, 134 degrees in 1913. The population How- of Furnace Creek? Yes. 24 people. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Because they're all dying. 12 today, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened, but... Uh, the worst part about this, though, is they say that the real heat is going to happen today and tomorrow. 
So, so real heat? Yeah, so this was... So that was just like yeah. the prequel? Yeah, so the, the heat wave is supposed to peak uh, today and tomorrow because this was yesterday's recorded temperature. Again, uh, 54.4 degrees in uh, Bonjour Valley, California. Yeah. It should all just move to say Bon Valley. <laughs> say Bon Valley. Uh, a restaurant in China is apologizing for weighing its customers. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, again, I want to hear more. Okay, again, right? There's there's things in America that you should not be envious about. Things in America that you should be envious about about the fact that they call things cool names like Death Valley. China, a lot of things not to be envious about, some things to be envious about, like restaurants weighing their customers. Uh, a restaurant in China is apologizing for its controversial po policy of asking diners to weigh themselves before entering the restaurant. So what this comes down to was the president was trying to cut down on food waste. So he made this big proclamation during the pandemic. And what they wanted to do was they would weigh you when you came in and they would ask your party to order one less dish than there are people in your party. Because they find that when people come in in groups, they order more food than they can eat. Right. So in order to determine how much food is appropriate for your group, they weighed you on your way in. Why don't they just serve smaller portions? All that, guys. Right? Thank you. Okay? Yeah. Smaller portions. Or you go around the table, hey, what's everybody want? Yeah. And then as a server, say, well, may I recommend? But... And I guess it's different when you are in China, but isn't the glory of Chinese food ordering too much? Oh, yeah. Isn't that part of what yeah. makes Chinese food so magical is that you just order too much? Because you want it all. Yes. Why not? Don't make it so delicious. <laughs> make it taste like crap, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Stranger Things star Noah Schnapp confirms that his Twitter account was hacked after uh, posting a series of disturbing tweets, one of them mentioning uh, suicidal thoughts. This was at uh, 627, I guess, yesterday. And then Noah. Were, Noah is Noah Will, Noah right? is Will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so according to Deadline, his account uh, also was that retweeted by other people who then posted about smoking weed and getting into fights with them. Um, he started to, the account started to repost uh, sexual content, uh, racial language, including one tweet that had the N-word in it, but he says that uh, that he was hacked. And also Stranger Things star uh, Gaten uh, Matarazzo, who is Dustin, oh, yeah, Dustin on the show over the summer in New Jersey, he was a like a server at a restaurant. Well, I guess he's out of work, right? Long Beach Island restaurant where he joined a few family members who also worked there. I know what exactly what this was. What? Listen, oh, you're right. 17, you're a big star, you got tons of money. You were not alone in that house all summer with no with nothing to do and no yeah. work to go to. Yeah. You're coming to work with us. Yeah. Put the mask on, put the cap on. Get Nobody's gonna know it's you. Get out of here and start slinging fries. Yeah, no, people know it's you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what is the equivalent? Like, is there a male equivalent for Karen? You know okay. what I mean? Uh, like, because we all know, like, poor, and I feel so, my heart aches for any level-headed, wonderful woman in this world named Karen because you've had a rough couple years. Oh, yeah. You can't do anything. You can't get mad at anybody, even for legit no. reasons. Somebody could key your car, and you know what you have to do? Open the door, get in the car, and drive away. Yeah. You cannot freak out no. if your name is Karen. Not in public, at least. Not, no, you can't. You, <laughs> even in the house. Yeah, you because can't freak out. Oh, there she goes, being a Karen again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? You can't do anything. 
I know. I feel You're bad paying for triple parents. to have a plumber come over. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? Karen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You're paying. They're charging you triple yeah. because yeah. if you flip out, guess what happens? Karen. <laughs> you act on like a Karen. Yes. So the male equivalent to Karen. So, and, and people have tried to have a lot of things stick like Greg, Ken, Keith, <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. What about Darren? But what they did was they were like, there nothing really sticks. So they went with math and there was somebody on Reddit who looked at trending names over the past 70 years to try and find the male equivalent that followed the same trend patterns as Karen. Okay. So when it peaked, when it was like when it became its most popular, when it started and then when it sort of tapered off. Okay, here and we go. So there is a match according to this individual as yeah. far as what would the male equivalent of Karen be based on stats. And that is <laughs> Terry. <laughs> Terry? Terry. Oh, no. What you doing, Terry? What you doing, Terry? Oh, Terry. What you doing, Terry? <laughs> oh, no. So there's Karen and Terry. Yeah. Oh, that sucks, Karen Terry. Oh, no. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. A pair of uh, game-worn Jordans set a uh, auction at a at a record. So a pair of uh, Nike Air Jordan One h- high tops, right? Ooh, okay. They sold for. Let me see if they if they the red and white me, ones. I think that they're the red and white ones. Um, well, okay, hold on here. Michael Jordan wore the shoes during an exhibition game in Italy in summer 85. So not like a championship game or something like Still, that. Mama but these, mia, hot yeah, these were his uh, ex- exhibition game shoes for from 1985. Uh, they were valued between, do you, want me to, do you want to take a guess on what they sold for? Before I tell you if they, if they were overvalued or undervalued. 25,000? Excuse me? Twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five thousand. No. Yeah. How much? No. Six hundred and fifteen thousand. Oh wow! <laughs> I would love. To, I would love it if you had shown up at that auction. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I have uh, twenty-five thousand dollars here. <laughs> They'd be like, "Get out of here, Terry!" <laughs> yeah, you're such a Terry. <laughs> The WAP video, Cardi B and uh, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B revealed that uh, to shoot that video because of all the dancing in such close proximity, that their budget for doing COVID tests was $100,000. No. Yeah, is what they spent testing everybody. A hundred grand? Yeah, they spent $100,000. Wait, were they like testing then like every... Everybody. Every, every single person single that walked person. in there. Yeah, every single person um, wound up getting uh, getting tested. A man was arrested for the attempted kidnapping at the home of WWE star Sonya Deville. Uh, the man is accused of stalking her on social media, and he was found inside the home with a knife, zip ties, duct tape, and mace. Uh, he said that he began planning the abduction eight months ago. This according to the sheriff's office. Uh, apparently, he cut a hole in the patio screen and remained on the patio for three to four hours while watching and listening through the window. And then uh, after Sonia had gone to bed, he entered the home, which triggered the alarm. She saw him, her and her friend left the house, got in the car, called 911. He was in the house when deputies arrived uh, That's to arrest That's scary, him. man. That's like a movie. Yeah. Do you know her, Sonia DeVille? I do. She's on Total Divas, Divas yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. 
Uh, BuzzFeed tried to find the definitive the, the definitive winner in a some of pop culture's biggest rivalries. So they've done a poll, Ooh. and these results are based on this morning. So I don't know if they've changed. Uh, but they asked once and for all: Backstreet versus NSYNC. Oh, NSYNC all day, baby. Okay. Uh, BSB is winning with 64% right now. Oh, come on. Okay. Well, you, who disagrees with this? I you do. Disagree. Shem, get in NSYNC here. NSYNC is way better. Hold on here. The BSB. On. I may not come even finish on, this. Fellas. I may not even finish this list. Come on. Are you crazy? Oh, here yeah. we go. Backstreet Boys all day. But who has the oh. better body? Uh, I'm joking. <laughs> so you say Shem. Uh, yes. Hello, by the way. Hello. Good morning. Um, so you say Backstreet. You say Backstreet Boys all day, hands down. No, okay. NSYNC, man. Okay. So Mocha, why do you say NSYNC? Based on what? Body of work. Body of work. You th- so not the, their bodies. No, okay. So biggest. So biggest hits. Yeah. You you go hit for hit. I say NSYNC over Backstreet. Yeah. Interesting. What are you? Okay. What what NSYNC song is going to touch Quit Playing Games With My Heart? Um, or As Long As You you Love Me? What about Gone? What about I Want It That Way? Oh. Right? I Want It That Way. I Want It That Way. Give me an NSYNC song that stands up to I Want It That Way. You can't. (laughs) Sorry, Mocha. All right, next battle. <laughs> next battle. Okay. <laughs> uh, next battle was Marvel versus DC. Oh, Marvel. Okay, yeah, they're winning 89%. Uh, Maury, get in here. <laughs> so on their list of definitive pop culture battles, Whitney Houston versus Mariah Carey. Oh, Mariah Whitney Houston. Carey, what is wrong with you? Whitney Houston is winning 79%. As she should. Now, I'm sorry, no who, way. Now, so who was the superior vocal powerhouse? So this wasn't about hits. Yeah. This wasn't about, you know, songs on charts. It was who was the definitive pop vocal powerhouse, Whitney or Mariah? Whitney okay, Houston. I would, go with, I would go with Whitney Houston. You would, huh? Yes. But, okay, but hold on. But if you're saying... Next question. So, no, hold on. But if you're saying stronger songs and lasting... Uh, I'm sorry, Mariah. Uh, Britney or Christina? Britney. Britney. Yeah, 100%. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is winning. And uh, finally, we'll end it on this. This is BuzzFeed trying to find the definitive winner of a lot of pop culture battles. Uh, Sesame Street or The Muppet Show? Oh, oh Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. Really? Yes. Not me, man. I'm Muppet Muppets Show all day? all day. No. Yeah, I'm Muppets all day. No. I got no time for Sesame okay, Street. Okay, but who's the winner? Well, who's winning on that? doesn't matter. <laughs> Is that Mr. Of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Top Ellen Show producers have been fired after allegations of sexual harassment and misconduct. Um, Ellen DeGeneres yesterday announced the firing of executive producers Ed Glavin, Kevin Lehman, and co-exec producer Jonathan Norman in a video conference uh, with the show's crew and said that the internal investigation into workplace allegations would be completed soon, according to an employee who was on the call in the meeting. Now, in the meeting, uh, other executive producers said that Ellen DeGeneres, quote, will be making rounds to... Um, to smaller chats. I guess she's going to talk to people individually uh, mm-hmm. with employees in the future. They also told staffers that they're committed to eliminating the, quote, culture of fear. And they were shocked to hear about the allegations that employees weren't allowed to look at Ellen <laughs> and reinforce the direct communication. Really? Here's my thing with that and why it's sort of why it's crap. Well, first of all, the, the stories of Ellen have been out there forever. They've just like, finally... Like, you think that rule exists? They've just finally escaped the lab. To, to, to look? 100%. Okay. 100%. 
percent. So what's the crap part? So here's the this is this is why it's crap to 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 learn and be shocked that people weren't allowed to look at you and talk to you. Okay. Okay. Because if it if that directive doesn't come from you. If you're not the one that says, make sure when I walk through through these halls, people don't look at me and don't talk to me, okay? Unless that directive comes from you. If I independently went around here, this whole building, yeah. and I said, listen, guys, from now on, do not look and do not speak to Mocha. How long would it take you to come? How many days of you coming to work before you come to me and go, man... Did I like piss everybody off? <laughs> oh, like instantly. Like, why is nobody like the next day? I'm like, why is everyone around here being so weird? <laughs> yeah, why does everybody look like they're super? I thought mad we were all cool. Me? Yeah, it would take you about a day. <laughs> okay, Ellen's been on the air for 20 years. Yeah. right. That's you think why. That show's done? No, no, no. I don't think no? it's done. I think they're going to. Uh, they'll do uh, a full internal investigation, and they'll bring in new people, and she'll pledge to do better, and that'll just be that. Mm. Anyway. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne says that he has not been invited to be a part of Matrix 4. I thought oh. he was. So Carrie Ann Moss is back. Keanu Reeves is back. Jada Pinkett Smith is back. Uh, and Lambert Wilson are all reprising their characters. However, no Morpheus, which is weird. Who are they going to get the red and blue pill from then? I don't know. You need Morpheus. Yeah. Are you? Are you is anybody looking forward to Matrix 4? No. Because Matrix 1 was awesome. Right? Yeah. Matrix 1 was awesome. Matrix 2 and 3 were quite crap. I don't think I watched 2. Or sorry, I don't think I watched 3. Yeah. Maybe I watched 2. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't really into those movies. They weren't that great. So yeah. I don't know. I don't Very confusing. It was too much for me. I couldn't yeah. handle it. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, Ariana Grande, now the most streamed woman on Spotify. 20, Taylor Swift, huh? 20.5 20. oh. billion streams. Ooh. So this is what she wrote. Holy ish. Thank you all so much for listening and caring uh, at caring and let alone this much. She goes on to say, um, I can't wait to give you new things to listen to. Then she says, now, can Rihanna please drop her album so oh. she can rightfully snatch this back and fill my ears again, please? Because <laughs> Rihanna was the most streamed. And now it's Ariana Grande. And she's like, I like this, but I don't. Yeah. Because if it... Also trolling Rihanna to give everybody new well, music. Exactly. Right? Uh, Raptors yesterday. Woo! Big win. Oh, uh, Jesse so Reyes doing O Canada from the top of the CN oh, Tower. Come on. You can't win more oh, than that. Canada. Our home in And everything during this part. I am not normally like hyper critical of when people decide to lip sync or sing live and whatever. I just think that everybody should sing live. Mm -hmm. There's very few exceptions where I think that somebody should actually lip sync, even when you're dancing. Don't tell me okay. that Jesse Ray should have sang. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just Do you know saying. how windy it is up there? No, 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 no. What? I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that if I hear anybody complain that they think that maybe she was lip sync, they oh. they really should get it like a like a slap in the ear. Yeah, okay, you cannot expect that is like the one place in the world. I don't know if she's terrified of heights. I don't know what her situation is. I mean, it's cool, 
to be of up course. there, but you can't be expected to sing. Well, the sun was going down. No. She was a harness up, protection yeah. on protection. Beautiful, though. Yeah. My God, I that looked, it. Uh, it looked so it. great. And then the, the big story, aside from the win yesterday, was the Raptors uh, had their family members, so their kids and their, their brothers and their wives, uh, announced these starting lineups, and it sounded a little like this. Van Vliet talking about seeing his kids in that video. Uh, it meant the world, man. I think um, anybody who knows me know how special my family is, especially my kids. And I miss my girl. I miss my mom. I miss everybody, man. I, uh, family is the number one thing in my life. So um, obviously I've been missing them. I've been gone about, you know, eight or nine weeks now. So um, it's the longest I've been without seeing my kids. So that was that was really cool to see that uh, before a playoff game at that. You know, I definitely got a little teary-eyed there. Um, seeing my son get animated and, and hearing from my daughter, so that was that was really Go cool. Go Raptors! Are we ready for Jesus talk? That's the huh? question. Jesus talk. Kanye writing. A vision just came to me. Jesus talk. I was watching TikTok with my daughter. And as a Christian father, I was disturbed by a lot of the content. But I completely love the technology. We pray we can collaborate with TikTok to make a Christian monitored version that feels safe for young children and the world in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm down problem, with the safe the for is, children. The problem is, is that you can't control these things. No, not at all. People have tried to create pleasant platforms and it becomes a unwinnable battle if you could you imagine like the trolls that would show up in oh. droves on Jesus Talk? Every single one of them. <laughs> Every single one of them. Right? You would you would be shut down in a week. Yeah. It would be so spoiled. And like someone would just go on and be like, hey, check out this great content. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's just ass, 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 yes, ass, ass. You can't, you can't do it. It would never happen. Uh the Democratic National Convention virtual style. Um Hit last night, but before we get to that, Cardi B uh, doing an interview with Joe Biden. People around the world were saying, my God, it really happens because I'm not in a neighborhood like that. I don't come from a place. And now, guess what? They're demanding change. We are just asking for equality. That's we it. are asking fairness and we are asking for justice. That is all. We just want justice. That's all. We want justice. We want to feel like Americans. A lot of people. Think, what's that? You think Joe Biden watched that WAP video yeah, right before he talked to her? I know, I know. A lot of people are pointing out that it may not have been the best move to sit down with Cardi B, given not necessarily the content of her music, because as an artist, she can do anything, but just her, her past where the acknowledgments of drugging and robbing men and this type of thing to survive what she had to do. Um, it reminds me of when... Nathan Downer 
did that interview with oh Mike Tyson oh because Mike God. Tyson was hanging around. Remember, he came to see Mayor Ford. Yeah. And, and Nathan Downer said, do you think it does something along the lines of, do you think it does the mayor a disservice to have your endorsement based on your past? And I can't remember exactly what Mike Tyson said on live television. You remember that? But I'm pretty sure there were some F words, some S words. This whole thing reminded me of that as soon as people started talking about, I'm like, God, I wish somebody would ask Cardi B that same question. Do you think it does a disservice? No, you a rat pizza. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and uh, Michelle Obama lightened things up. Uh, from what I heard, I didn't see any of it, but it was a pretty lackluster, somewhat boring um, virtual uh, convention last night until Michelle Obama uh, showed up and uh, brought some life to the to the event. Donald Trump is the wrong president for our country. He has had more than enough time to prove that he can do the job, but he is clearly in over his head. He cannot meet this moment. He simply cannot be who we need him to be for us. It is what it is. Uh, and then just a couple of minutes ago, earlier this morning, Donald Trump tweeting this. Somebody please explain to Michelle Obama that Donald J. Trump would not be here in the beautiful White House <laughs> if it weren't for the job done by your husband, Barack Obama. Biden was merely an afterthought, a good reason for that very late and unenthusiastic endorsement. My administration and I built the greatest economy in history of any country, uh, turned it off, saved millions of lives, and now am building an even greater economy than it was before. Jobs are flowing. NASDAQ is already at a record high. The rest to follow. Sit back and watch. Ooh, shout out to NASDAQ. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. We got a ton of questions, so let's just jump right into it. Hello, Jenny. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you today? Good. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Go ahead with your question. Okay, I was just wondering, what is something you are secretly competitive about? Secretly? Like, I'm competitive and I don't let other people know that I'm competing? Or yeah. see, like, <laughs> I'm going to win. <laughs> okay, interesting. interesting well, do you question. have an answer, Jenny? Well, okay, so it's not something that I am necessarily competitive about, but I know that my mom is secretly competitive with me about baking and cooking. Oh, oh really? Yes. <laughs> well, ever since I got married and I started cooking more and baking more, if I'm hosting like Thanksgiving or something, I'll tell everyone to come over. They don't need to bring anything. Mm-hmm. I've made like a platter of cookies for everyone for dessert. And then my mom will come over with a platter of cookies. Oh, <laughs> and then oh. she will what, like, like scope out the vibe oh. to see who's enjoying the cookies more. Yeah. Or oh. I'll make a lasagna and everyone is like saying how amazing the lasagna is. And then she's like, you know, it's good. Everyone likes something different. Interesting. And then <laughs> the next time we go to her house, She'll make a lasagna. Oh. <laughs> but I can so tell good. she's just it's like so she's petty. really competitive. I love that. Uh, do you have an answer, Ross? Well, yeah, not... Okay, so there's a couple it's of secretly, things. Secretly, so it has to be something that nobody... Yeah, knows. so, uh, okay. I think that there's a, there, there's two different conversations here. There's one, what are things that you're secretly competitive about? And then the other thing is, what are some of the ridiculous things that you're actually competitive about? Because in my, in my house right now, yeah. between me, Catherine, and Roxy, we are... Fiercely, And when I mean fiercely, I mean like in your face, you lose, I win again. Fiercely competitive when it comes to the game of Clue. 
Really? Oh. But isn't it the same answer each time? No. I thought it was always the guy who murdered who, like it's... Yeah, but it's a different room, a different person, a different weapon. It's different every time. And if somebody can get it in the least amount of moves, at least amount of guesses, then that is like calls for trash talking. And I rarely win Clue and it drives me crazy. (laughs) And then, and then, no, no, no. And then I won... We played last Wednesday, and I won, and it had been a real long time since I won, and I celebrated. And then we were talking about Clue to other people over the weekend and how competitive we are at Clue. And I and uh, Roxy says, Dad's never won. And I, oh. and I, yeah, and I go, I won last week. And Catherine goes, nah, I don't think you did. So, like, they even don't <gasps> oh, acknowledge, yeah. No. So they don't even acknowledge my victory when I do win, right? <laughs> what like, a diss. Yeah, like, we are wildly competitive. <laughs> Sounds like your family hates you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're wildly competitive uh, when it comes to when it comes to Clue. Uh, other things that I'm secretly competitive about is you know dumb things like I I know in my heart of hearts, but I, and I will never say it out loud in the house because it just means more work for me. I know that I am way better at loading the dishwasher. Like I look at the dishwasher and, and I see a, a, a counter full of dishes, and I look at the dishwasher and in my head I'm just all putting it together like a puzzle, right? Yeah. Like I know I can. You're just, looking at it like yeah. Tetris. Like Tetris. Like, I just know where everything everything should go. Uh-huh. And when Catherine will then load the dishwasher, I will open it. And I'm like, there's still dishes on the counter. <laughs> or if there's not dishes on the counter, what she's done is she's just opened up the bottom rack and just stacked two pots on top of each other. Where I know that that top pot is not going to cook. Uh-huh. But she just didn't want to leave anything on the counter. But I can't complain <laughs> because what happens when you complain at that point? You have to do it. Thank you. Exactly. Right? So right, secretly competitive. <laughs> okay? Secretly competitive. Do you have I'm secretly competitive about reading more books than Matthew, oh. right? So I have a list going on my phone of all of the books that I read, and now Matthew is trying to, like, you know, he read a book during vacation and whatnot. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm trying to make sure that I've always read more books than he has. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. It's ridiculously nerdy. Isn't it weird? I think that that is the one thing that, that goes against your personality more. Why is that now? Is that you're a big reader. Well, I don't, I read like a page a night. No, 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 but you still read, like you read oh, quite right a few Right now books. I'm reading the most boring book I've ever read, but at the time that I bought it, I was really interested in it. And it's about the Astors, the people who own real estate in New York. Oh, God. <laughs> See, to me, that just seems like a waste of time. And I know that, like, to me, that's not a book. That is a, you know, that's a 5,000 word, you know, article. Like where yeah. I would sit there on an afternoon and I'd read a good article, you know, about that. That's not a book. That's a, what to me, that's... It's just a huge that waste of time, boring man. As hell. But at the time, I was like, "Oh my god, I would love to read this because the guy so, created the hotel I like." So blah blah blah. What is the count now? Do you know where you are and where Matthew is? And when re- it comes I've, to since beginning of reading. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Didn't you read your very first book cover to cover without skipping pages? Yeah. Not that long ago. It was a short story called Breakfast at Tiffany's. Right. <laughs> short story. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so how far yeah. into this hotel book? I'm on chapter two. Okay. Oh, and, oh, and this, the cool thing is I already know how it ends. The there's guy nothing died cool of, about this. Oh, um, so how many books have... have <laughs> there's no, there's really not. Uh, so, how, so if you're secretly competitive, how many books are, are up are you on, Matthew? I am up six books. Six books. Because he just finished a George Michael book. Right. Right, and now he's starting a Tina Turner book. Oh, dude, right. did you not suggest to him that while he's reading the George Michael book, that he wear the George Michael jacket that you bought for him for like <laughs> oh, Christmas or his birthday or something but like that. But I brought it up the other day, and I, he doesn't know where it is. Wow, yeah, the trash probably, <laughs> yeah. or he donated it. Yeah, that that jacket doesn't exist anymore. 
And you know what's funny is we talked because that was a, a gift, right? And we yeah. recently talked about anniversary gifts, and the first anniversary was paper. He couldn't remember what I got him for that anniversary because he was talking about how great his gift was. Yeah, and he's like, "What did you get me again?" And I reminded him it was the jar of memories. Oh right, jeez. <laughs> what was it in a Maury, jar? No, more. But this is the best part. Memories. This is the best part. It was the day of his. <laughs> it was the day of the anniversary, and Maury was sitting here in the studio with a jar and a bunch of pieces of paper in front of him, and he was like cramming for a test. Like it looked, he looked like a kid, right? Like he looked, he looked like a kid that was, you know, going to get called out by his teacher where he's doing his assignment morning of, and he was looking to fill a jar full of wonderful memories between he and Matthew. So every day Matthew could open one and read a beautiful memory and then they could sit and have a conversation with him. Maury sat there with a pen, scrap pieces of paper and an empty jar. And he looked at me and went, what are some of my best memories? <laughs> He's like, what are my best memories of Matthew? And I'm like, I don't, maybe that wasn't the best gift. Uh, I would say that's another one that people are secretly competitive at gift is giving. gift giving. Like yeah. very, especially within couples, like mm. very, I say that uh, when it comes to the bigger sort of gesture type gifts, that's where I rule uh -huh. in our in our house, right? Like I pull out like the big surprise secret thing. But where Catherine crushes me is everything else throughout the year. Yeah. Right? All the little things, the remembering to get gifts for other people. Uh, the She always does something really spectacular for me for Father's Day. You know, like just those things where I am like the big either Christmas gift or birthday gift that I spent months planning. I execute that flawlessly. And then throughout the rest of the year, she crushes me in, so every, in everything else. My answer, you just gave my answer. Oh, really? Yeah. To Jenny's question of what's something you, you're secretly competitive about. Yeah. I would say it's gift giving for to Jenna. Yeah. But it's only at like Christmas and her birthday that I will be like, I got this one. Yeah. But then it's throughout the year, other people's birthdays, like even my own parents yeah. or my sisters. Oh. Jenna will be like, I know what we should get them, this, this, and this. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> I would say this, Mocha, that, that you are one of the best gift givers that I've ever met. Oh, thank you. Because everything is so, it's not that it's the, the, the biggest, the most extravagant, whatever it is. Uh, but everything comes with heart where everything comes from a place of where you've listened or it shows that you really know somebody. And mm -hmm. I would say that that is what makes you a superior <laughs> gift giver, where oh, Maury goes to the lost and found and wraps something up. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then when you open it, and then when you open it, you're like, oh, yeah, thanks. He's like, what, you don't like it? Yeah, Maury's the worst gift giver yeah. I've ever met. Like, hands down, the worst gift. Maybe that's my, I'm secretly competitive at being the worst right. gift Right, yeah. Maury's, Maury's the worst gift giver. Uh. Except for things like Catherine's birthday where he'll drop flowers off for in the morning, right? And then the problem is that I take the flowers after Maury drops them off in the morning and I leave them on the counter. And then I have to make sure that I do not forget the text so she does not think that they're from me. Right. Right? Because then I have to say, no, they're from Maury. 
and I know I didn't get you flowers this morning. Like, he, he does weird things, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, he'll find you in a hotel where you're staying. <laughs> he'll find you in a hotel where you're staying and have something weird sent up to your room, right? Yeah. Which, to him, he, he legitimately thinks that he's doing something nice. But when you walk into the room and there's a gift there and a note from Maury, it is unbelievably invasive, <laughs> oh, right? Like, it's terribly invasive. Like... That time that I went to Vegas with DJ Climax and his brother. Yeah. And then there was a knock at the door at Aria. Yes. Okay. The person who brought the, the, the items up in one hand was a little bag that was full of shampoo and soap and like lotion from Aria yeah. that said uh, for Mori. Yeah. In the bag. Yeah. Right. In the other hand, was a tray of chocolate-covered strawberries that said, from Maury. Right. So, <laughs> Two birds, one stone. Uh, there's three dudes in a pimped-out no. penthouse cool. hotel at cool. Aria in Vegas, drinking beer and eating chocolate-covered no. strawberries. No, it's not cool. <laughs> You're welcome. No, it's not, it's not cool. You know that, uh, oh, gee, I don't even know when it was. Maybe about three years ago, because I don't travel that much anymore. Um, maybe about three years ago, when I check into hotels, because anybody who needs to get a hold of me can text me, whatever. Yeah. But when I check into hotels, under the registry, I use a different name. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody calls looking to send something to my room, they can't. Oh. And do you know that one time I checked into a hotel, and I remember this because I believe it was the Omni Central, the Omni Park Central, whatever it was in New York City, where one time I actually checked in, and the name that I gave them at the desk was Maury Sherman. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yep. back, Mr. Sherman. <laughs> yep. Hey, Jenny, no, because thanks so much for your call. It's, it's really cool All when right, you thank do that you. because they know it's you, right? Yeah. Like, they know who you are. Like, you don't have to be covert about it. You can just say on my, on the display, can you change it to whatever, whatever. Yeah. And only people who call up and can give that name can can access you. And they do it no problem because everybody does that. Uh, Chantel asks, Roz, hypothetically speaking, if you were gay and single, <laughs> oh, would God. you date Dan and Maury? <laughs> you know what? I don't need this after the. We just had two glorious weeks of vacation. We haven't done a podcast in almost a month. I think people will stop asking this if you gave an answer. I, I'm not answering that question. Okay. Chantel also has another question. If you could bring back a style or clothing item from the early 2000s slash. 90s, 80s, 70s, and oh. in Roz's case, the 50s. <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> uh, any, anything at all? Oh, there's yeah. so much amazing fashion from back in the day. Like whether you talk about the disco era or even going back to the 20s with the zoot suit, like the gangster look. Okay, more, please. God, you're so old. You're so <laughs> <laughs> you're so, there was a, like, there was a period where, and I and I really, really liked this look. And I'm not talking about clothes for me. I'm talking about clothes for women. There was a period, and I don't know what era it was, where the really hot look for women was like a crop top and super low-rise bell-bottom, like flares, like oh, okay. mid-60s. Remember mid-60s? Yeah. Those. Like maybe that was like early 2000s or something like that. But I always thought that look was sexy as hell. Yeah? Right? Yeah. And, you know, you, you know, here's my thing. I really thought that when you could see a woman's thong above her jeans, that was hot. Uh -huh. And then it was hot for about a minute, and then everybody just started to goof on it, and then women put their underpants away. And I was really <laughs> disappointed. 
Because I really, you know? and you're like, let me see it again. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I thought that was a sexy look. Yeah, like yeah. I thought that it was like people went out of their house, and I don't think that people go out of their house now to be. I don't think there's a real sexiness to things. I think that it's either way over the top or way completely underdone. But there was this middle ground of just like subtle sexiness when it came to fashion that I don't think exists anymore. Yeah. Like men don't wear muscle shirts anymore. What do you, what's a muscle shirt? Like a crop top with like a tank crop toppy. top. Tank what? top, crop top, tank top, crop top. Yeah. A tank top. Crop top. Men, a lot of men did wear that. That was a very See? popular. It was a very like popular. A it was a very popular. Arnold wore these. Masculine look. No, it's like a, it's like a Rocky and Apollo when they're running on the beach in L.A. Oh, See, that's like, tank, yeah. Maury, why didn't you say that? Yeah, like when yeah, they cut when the Apollo when, when they on cut the, the bottoms off their tank <laughs> yeah, tops, yeah, yeah, so you can see, okay. you can see abs. Okay, right? yeah. it, was, it was a very popular look, right? All right, anything else? I much really loved the fashion of the this what is the fifties and sixties when Halston came out with a lot of his runway looks. Okay, Maury. Yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I have no idea about anything that you said just okay. now. Yeah. Do you have one mocha that you would like to see? Mine's come back? like real dumb, yeah. but and I've always because I'm a sneakerhead, yeah, and this was like a thing back in the day, and I don't see anybody doing this anymore. I don't even see like places like Foot Locker selling them anymore. But people who used to uh, use fat laces on their sneakers—oh, sure, yeah—and like yeah, sometimes yeah. they'd be neon color. Yeah. And I think that some of the kicks today would look sick with oh. some fat laces. You know what? I miss cowboy boots. Do you like really? when regular guys could just wear Nobody cowboy does boots? That anymore. Nobody does that. You would see you, cow- you would see cowboy. cowboy you would see guys wearing a suit with cowboy boots to a wedding. No. Yes, you would. Cowboy boots. You could oh. buy them anywhere. My they dad. Were, there was, there wore was a big. Boots. Yeah, cowboy boots were like a big thing. You should bring them back. Do you have a pair? No, no. I used to have a pair of cowboy oh, boots. Though. My uncle Michael used to wear them and with his tight jeans and no shirt. Yeah. See, <laughs> it's a look, man. I'm telling you. I don't want to know <laughs> any more about that story, Maury. <laughs> Turtlenecks also on men. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like a, like oh, a, you love turtlenecks, right, Maury? I bought five last year. I love yeah. turtlenecks. You, know, you don't see the look anymore. You don't see a man in a suit with a turtleneck. Yes, you do. No, you don't. You never see that what anymore. What about acid wash jeans? At their back, though. They never went away. Aaron Vincent asks... If you could have a chance to oh, show you know a movie. What, you know what else would be what? cool? Jams. Remember jams, those no. shorts? I uh-uh. had those. Yeah. I have a picture of me wearing them yeah. in Israel. Yeah, jams. They were, they were. Halston. Jams were like sport shorts. Yes. Right? But they were like. They, How do you spell it? J A M S? Or is that? Jam shorts. No. Was it? I don't know. Was it? Yes. Yeah, there's like. And I never had them because we never we never could afford them. Um, they were longer. They weren't short. Like short no, no, no. Shorts. They, yeah, they, they, they were. were long. Yeah, they were longer. Oh, like board shorts, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But jams, but, like, but jams was a very specific company, and they were the best board shorts ever, right? They were a very light Here, material. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Everybody had those things. You looked like the logo for Saved by the Bell. Yeah, that's what I was gonna right? say. Yeah, everything <laughs> looks like the yeah. Like. Everything looks like the logo for or uh, for Saved by the like, Bell. It looks like like shorts that somebody on The Simpsons would wear. Yes, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you know what else never came back, and I'm really surprised, was men jean shorts, okay? But not like super high-cut jean shorts. I used to wear those, and I used uh-huh. to think that they were the sexiest things in the world. They were so short, you, my pockets would hang down lower than Are the cut line. Are you talking like regular jorts? No, 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 no. Je- jeans, and then you cut them into shorts. Oh, 
Oh, so not intentional jorts. No, no, no. Jean shorts where you cut them into into shorts. Okay, uh, but, but like then how high you, my pockets, above the knee? My pockets would hang lower than the short. Like Daisy Dukes? No, not Daisy Dukes. No, no. See, this is the thing. They were like they were they were like Dustin Dukes. Like they were man version of a Daisy Duke. Okay. But the the ones that the the next evolution after men wearing short short jean shorts, uh, the next evolution, and this is before jorts, right? So uh. there was the the guys would wear the high cut jean shorts, right? Okay. Working on the car and stuff like that, like real just man shit, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then you have jorts, but in the middle of the super short jean shorts and then the sort of loose jorts, what you had were tight jeans that guys would wear and they would cut them off right above the knee and then roll it up twice. Okay. Yes. Okay. I understand. Do you remember that look? Yes. I I can see it. Yes. Right? It's like you would take a tight pair of 501s, cut them above the knee, and just roll it twice. Okay. And then you had that roll right above the knee and they were super tight. Right, like it looked like the it looked like you're missing the rest of your superhero suit, right? Like like something should go under that and above it, and then that would sort of make the outfit. But you would just wear those, and you would wear them to the beach, and you would swim in them. Oh and, damn! Yeah, you never swim in, in a denim. Versatile? No, no. Isn't that heavy? Like be very oh, it's heavy. Very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. itchy after a while. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> And then trying to get them off and even to go pee, it's very difficult. Uh, Aaron asks, if you could have a chance to show a movie to your loved one mm. and they would automatically love that movie, what would it be? Oh, so like if you're if if I could show somebody a movie that's one of my favorite movies and they would automatically love it, so therefore we would have that in common? Yeah. Is that the is that the thing? Interesting. Uh well, Roxy's ten, so there's a lot of movies that she, we've already shown her. Oh, you know what she did not like? And not that I didn't like it either, but we watched uh, Twilight. We showed her Twilight. Yeah. Which I was never a fan of Twilight at all. She thought it was the dumbest thing she's ever seen. Really? Twilight has not aged well at all all really it's not captivating it's not interesting it's not one the of those movies i've seen it once and that was lame it. she just came Every, out with a, there's a brand new book everything about twilight that movie twilight has not aged at all really? it is so lame it is a story about teenage vampires that bored a 10 year old to death right yeah. like think about that this is like what she should have been really really into because she's into all that stuff and we watched twilight and she hated it really hated huh. it you yeah. gonna show her the hunger games no she's too young for the hunger games um if, oh, yeah, if, if, if rue didn't die i would show her the hunger games spoiler alert right <laughs> okay i just spoil the hunger games <laughs> okay. Saying, man. Okay. somebody listening to this right now yeah. has had a hunger games yeah. ruined yeah also, this is the thing with the hunger games though is that there's two parts of that first movie that i think are too emotional for uh, a young kid that where they can't handle the idea of it when they're in the actual hunger games that's fine you yeah. know what I mean? because that's like that sort of thing happens in other movies but where you mess kids up with a movie like The Hunger Games is one when you when they kill a kid, right? Mm -hmm. When when Rue dies, that's just not cool. You don't recover from that. Uh, but two, the even just the idea of the Hunger Games where these people show up and then they take children away. They rip children away from their moms. Or when they the pledge, they do the pledging. Yeah, where they where they where they they pick your name and if your name is drawn, you have to leave. And if you remember in the first Hunger Games, it wasn't Katniss who got picked. It was Prim. It was your little sister who got picked, and then Katniss went in her place. Yeah. And there's a moment where you realize that it's Prim and it's heartbreaking 
just the idea because your head just starts going to that place of where this little girl's going to have to go and do the Hunger Games. And so those two scenes are why I won't show it to Roxy yet, even though I really love the Hunger Games. But it's the scene where Prim gets picked and it's the scene where Rue dies that makes it too much. Could you? I wonder if you can edit the movie and then show it to I've her. thought about doing that. I've thought about buying, like, downloading bootleg copies of some movies because there's some movies that I really, really like yeah. where I would just cut certain scenes out oh, of no. it and I would but be my own sensory the movie. board. No, but you could cut out when Rue dies and it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, no. but then Rue's never in the rest of the movie. And what if, like, that's Where'd her favorite she character? She went for lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she I her hunger. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought about, I thought about it though because there were some movies where I really wanted to watch it, but I don't know. She, uh, oh, you know what I was gonna do that? You know what I was gonna do it with? What? I was gonna do it with the Robbie Amell show on Prime, the upload oh, show. Upload? Because Roxy saw the trailer for it, and she was really, really what into it. Would you edit it. out? I would just edit out all the sort of the the uh, the sex parts or the swearing. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Even even though swearing, she's fine with swearing. We we She gets it. Yeah, we get it. Where we go because there's a great website called Common Sense Media. Uh-huh. And anytime there's a movie, you're cruising by something on Netflix or whatever, Catherine just types the name of the movie and then goes into Common Sense Media. And Common Sense Media is sort of like IMDb for parents and parents vote on movies and they rate movies, but also kids do. So you get the um ag the, the sort of like cumulative parental rating and then the cumulative kid rating so it's parents say 14 plus kids say 12 plus and then you go through and they break it all down with violence consumerism sex language uh mature themes and alcohol and drug use and then they and then so you can go it's a three on sex and then you click on it and they literally go through and they're like two characters talk about a bj um all, all of this stuff so they break it all down for you so Catherine's always on there and if she she'll look at it, and if the sex is like very minimal, sometimes it's like you know a, a reference to somebody in a shower kind of thing, right? So it's not a big deal. And then Catherine will go to the language part, and you can believe this, but Catherine will look at Roxy and go, Roxy, are you okay with um? And then, and then, <laughs> and then Roxy will go. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> wow. Right. And then you hit play. And then you hit play. So she knows what she's expecting, right? That's so awesome. Damn it, Maury, yeah. if you could have a chance to show a movie to your loved one and they would automatically love that movie, what would it be? Harry Potter. Because Matthew, I tried watching, I've still tried watching from the very beginning the Harry Potter and Matthew won't do it. Oh. So it'd be so cool if we could have yeah. that together. Do you and Jenna have a movie that you love that she just doesn't that you can't enjoy together? Um, I would say so... For Aaron, for this specific question, yeah. and I'm glad you asked that question, Roz, um, because there's a follow-up. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So to answer Aaron's question first, I would say anything from Star Wars. She's not really, like, a Star Wars nerd the way I am. Yeah. Right? So anything from Star Wars, I would say. Uh, she watched her very first Star Wars movie was Force Awakens, and then yeah. she liked it. She didn't watch the other ones. And then her second Star Wars movie was, like, Rogue One. Yeah, which is great. And she was like, well, where's Yoda? Yeah. That, right? Yeah. And then even in Force Awakens, like, she knows characters. Yeah. In Force Awakens, she was like, well, where's Yoda? And where's, like, Darth Vader and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, I know. It's tough. So there was that. So Dallas has a follow-up question. What movie or show were you super excited to show your spells only to have them have zero mm-hmm. interest in? Oh. Okay? See, there's a lot. So for me, <laughs> with Jenna, yeah. it was... So Back to the Future... When they did, like, a big anniversary edition, like, 10 years ago, I think, and they brought it back in the theater, like, we went to see it in the theater. And, like, she was okay with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the one that I really, really wanted her 
to watch was part two on the date of when it was happening in the movie, October 15th, 2015. Right. Or October, what was yeah, the date? No, it was, right. it was yeah, yeah, October yeah. 15th, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I remember that oh, night. I no. set it up and I was like, babe, this is the date in the movie. Like yeah. we have, as a Back to the Future fan, I have to watch this. We're going to watch this together. Like, I don't know, 10 minutes in, she was fast asleep on the couch. No! Yeah, fast asleep. Dude. That's heartbreaking. I know. Yeah. Same thing in my house because I think it's in the first one, they go to November 5th. Yeah. Which is Matthew's birthday. And I thought he'd find that the coolest thing ever. Uh, and what happened? Right. No. Matthew's gonna find. Maury, I'm not even married to the man, and I know that he wouldn't find that cool at all. For me, it's the Saw movies because I'm obsessed with horror movies and stuff, and I have yeah, to yeah, watch. Weird, like. But those aren't even good horror movies. No, though. they're gory. I, I, I know, but I just they they stuck with me from the very first one, and I absolutely love it. But with any horror movie, I have to watch alone. Yeah, because he. So I wait till he's having a bath, and then I watch horror movies. What did I watch recently that was scurry? Uh, I, I'll tell you this: Catherine um, used to before we had rocks. Her whole thing was it would be Friday night or Saturday night, and she'd be like, "Let's find a scary movie." Go, yeah. go to the scary movie section, go to the horror movie section. And this was our life. We would watch, like, I would go deep. I would, like, go on these lists and find stuff from, like, the 70s of, like, maybe Ooh. that we haven't seen these particular horror movies. Like, she was super, super into horror movies. Ten years ago, she had Roxy and has not seen one since. Why? What? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. The, one of the things that changed with her when she became a mom was she lost absolute all interest in watching fictionalized horror violence. Wow. That's so unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Zero. She has zero interest. Has not even mentioned it once. Even on Halloween, you even won't. nothing. 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 You know, to go along with that, I would say since Cruz was born more than three years ago, mm -hmm. I have stopped or yeah, I would say there's one specific uh, true crime podcast that I used to listen to every week when they would release a new episode. Right. Since he was born, I stopped because there was one episode that they had that uh, it really messed me up. And then I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. But a lot of true crime stuff that I used to listen to, I can't go back no. and, and listen to no. it anymore. No, and because I don't know what the point is, right? I, and I'm, I'm actually a little bit easier with true crime than I am with fictionalized crime, which yeah. is crazy. I can watch true stuff, but it's the fictionalized kind of violence where somebody wants you to find some sort of enjoyment out of depraved things that they can do to, to another human being. Like, I'll watch a Netflix documentary, uh, you know, about the most violent prisons in the world, mm -hmm. but I won't watch a movie, a fictionalized movie, about, like, a violent prison. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. I guess that it's easier to easier to follow along when something is real. I, well, no, because I find that there's there's an education value to something that's real, where where if it's a film, I'm just there to be entertained. Yeah, and, and I that's not I entertaining. It's not, it's not entertaining for me. Yeah. I will um, say that I watched an absolutely amazing movie over the weekend. Which is? The the Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Oh, my God. What? Wait, wait, wasn't that a Denzel Washington movie from, like, yeah. years ago? Holy jeez, that's a good film. Is that the one where he's on the train? No, no. He's, he's the guy, I guess, on the speaker or whatever, and he's trying to talk to John Travolta, who's uh, taking over the train. and, and So taking speed, but on a train? Yeah, it's so stupid. Wow, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that movie's so hella old. <laughs> it's such a dumb movie. 
That movie was so I stupid. I loved it. Oh, my God. So then, like, what happened? Oh, he saves the Nobody day. Nobody cares. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it? Oh, God. No. Oh my God, so I had stupid. zero interest in it. It is so dumb. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see here. Oh, Katie has a great question. All right. And Maury, you can be the first to answer. Mm-hmm. What is worse? Having to tell your partner that you cheated on them or having your partner tell you that they cheated on you? I would say have them tell you that they cheated on you. So when are you going to show them through your phone? Oh, God. <laughs> so say that again. What's worse? Say because it again. I think it's more heart-wrenching to hear somebody cheated on you. Having to tell your partner that you cheated on them or having mm-hmm. your partner tell you that they cheated on you. Well, I've had to do both. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, you've yeah, cheated? Yeah. yeah, sure. Which discussion do you think okay i'll tell you this worse. no i'll tell okay i'll tell you this i'll tell you this i'll tell you this um it's the having to tell somebody you cheated on them and i'll tell you why because most times when you cheat you don't just sit there and come clean most times you cheat you have to come clean because you got caught right well not in sex in the city right that's why that's why that's a worse conversation to have yeah because not only you're hurting everything hurts if somebody cheats on you that just like it sucks man it's like it's the worst feeling in the world but you can you know you can get over that and they're able to sort of move on as well but when you get caught cheating and then because initially you're going to deny it which then means which means you're not only a cheater but you're also a liar Mm -hmm. and then you have to come clean about it which means that you were a denier a liar and now a cheater like it's a terrible place to be it's awful conversation right yeah it's a terrible (laughs) but i've caught people who were cheating too and Uh i've had that conversation with them and i didn't let them off when you say caught like walk into the room no 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 just put the pieces together no yeah you put the pieces together and Mm -hmm. it's definitive at that point but the the worst part was is that i caught somebody cheating who had accused me of cheating and i was not they tried to do the flipsy doozy yeah but this was before (laughs) this was them trying to use this as an excuse to break up with me right so they went on this whole thing of like trying to convince trying to bust me for cheating and i was not cheating at all and they got really aggressive about it and then i found out they were the cheater trifling ass yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to catch a cheater, you must become a cheater. <laughs> right? My right. answer, much like yours, Roz, would be to have to tell somebody that you cheated because yeah. there are going to be questions that arise that you have no choice but to answer, whether yes. you want to or not, because that is the fair, the right yes. thing to do yes. at that time. But I argue that like hearing it is, you get that feeling in your stomach, that that sort of hurty, naughty, sinky feeling. I will say this though, because I don't want people to think that I'm a dirtbag and not that this helps in any way, but the times that I've cheated, I cheated on somebody that I was casual with. Right. With somebody who I fell in love with. Gotcha. You someone, know what I mean? Someone yeah. asks, does that make it right? No, no, no. I'm not saying it makes it right at all. I'm not saying it makes it right. But I'm saying that I never, that I didn't cheat. Like, it wasn't like a, a, a one-time thing, and then I never even knew the person. Right. Maybe a couple times that happened. 
but the big ones were never. Is it cheating if it's casual? If you have to ask if it's cheating, more it's cheating. No, I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm just because you said it was like casual. I'm like, if it's not like a serious thing, is that? No, I no, guess no, it's they, still... no, no, no. They were definitely. We were definitely exclusive. We were definitely boyfriend yeah. girlfriend, but we weren't at the level of like, oh my god, I love you. This is our life. Yeah, right? that's that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Okay. Jonathan has a great question. If there were to be only one sport, what would it be? It's the only sport you will ever play, watch, and your kids will only know that sport. Okay, I got mine. Do you got yours? I mean, off the top of my head, yes. Okay. Do you have, more. Do you but I know you you gave yours like quite a bit of thought. Because in my mind, it's always going to be basketball. I love basketball. Okay. And I would only ever watch basketball. Right. Maury? For me, it would be hockey because I grew up, you know, being put into hockey. It's what my family likes. But keep in mind, if there's only one sport that exists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that's going to be the sport that, like, that you play. That's going to be, you know, what they teach kids in school. That's going to be if they do a sport at summer camp, it's going to be this. Yes. So it's originally, everything. No, originally, my answer, like, off the top of my head, it's yes, it's basketball because I love basketball, but it was also kind of like teetering with uh, mixed martial arts. That's mine. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I think that if there was only one, I think that it should still be competitive. Uh -huh. And I don't... Well, hockey's competitive. No, 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 no. But what I mean is that every jabroni, you know, with a hockey stick is going to be... Thinking, right, that they're, right. thinking that they're great. But I think that if combat sports were the only sports in every level, whether it be a very, very small level, school level, college level, would be wildly competitive because only people who were able to do that would ever consider doing it. And therefore, it would still be something special. I think that if it was only basketball, basketball would cease to be special. Right. Right? And well, I don't... Like, can you imagine in school, like, phys ed? Yeah, but there's a whole discipline to it, no, though. No, I this know is what there I was, is. Like, there if you, is. If you told, and I love it, But if you told me that I could send my kid to one camp to learn from the best, right? Oh, Everything mixed that martial it, arts, uh, hands down. Over basketball, sure. yeah. right? So, so 100%. Okay, okay yes, so, yeah, okay, so yes. Because what I'm, what I'm thinking is if there's only one sport, they're going to learn everything that has to be in that sport, and they're going to look up to the people that have, have you know, excelled in that sport, and they're going to be taught from people who have ex excelled in that sport. And I think that the I think that the mental discipline and structure that comes with combat sports far exceeds that of any other sport. I think that if your kid were forced into a sport, I think that at the end of the day, their chances of being a better person yeah. would be if they went through something like jujitsu as opposed to something like basketball. When Cruz was born, I looked up both yeah basketball and mixed martial arts yeah to see how early or like what is the uh the age that they start teaching and both of them i think junior nba was like uh five maybe yeah. and mixed martial arts is four right is also also gonna allow mixed martial arts like which, yeah. Does she mind? Yeah. 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 Because of the discipline, because it yeah. gets him into a different way of thinking. Because my dad put me in karate and I didn't get past the white belt. But karate's basically ballet, though, right? Like karate's not a like it's it's a discipline. <laughs> it's when I did karate at the library. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 It is. And I and I'm trying. To, I'm not dissing karate, but karate is not a is not an actual combat discipline. It's it's a it's like a demonstration sort of. <laughs> 
you know, it, it's it's figure skating, right? Mm-hmm. It's with, with, with a little bit of combat in it. Um, and I know I'm going to get killed for that, but it's not an actual combat. Nicer outfit, though. Right? Yeah, great outfits. <laughs> I, took, I took judo at the Y when I was a kid. Judo was great because it's like grappling and throwing and, and everything else. But, uh, but yeah, no, I would say mixed martial arts, 100%. Last question from Just Jay. Do you have any food rules that make you upset when you see someone break them? For example, corn dogs should be eaten with mustard, mustard only. only. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, food rules. Oh my God. If I <laughs> could write a book, could write a book. No, I'll tell what. What like? There's just things that are heartbreaking to me. I don't go out. I only make steak at home. I stopped going to steakhouses years ago, unless okay. there's like people that want to go. Whatever. I'll never make the decision to go to a steakhouse. I can make a much better steak at home, because uh, one is so overpriced when you go for steak at a restaurant it's crazy however i will say this the times that i have gone to a steakhouse i always have a great time until i see somebody pour a big giant glob of ketchup on the side of their plate and start dipping a 50 dollars piece of steak into ketchup yeah who does that i I thought you would use steak sauce it's in the name no i i can't deal like i just i can't deal with seeing that it aggravates me it aggravates me so much like i just can't i can't deal david mori I mean, I can't argue with something like that. I would also say, like, you can't have spring rolls and use anything other than plum sauce. Wow. Oh, really? Oh, you know what? Has another rule I have, Hit right? And it, and it bothers me. Hit me. I don't like it when people have things on their plate and they eat one at a time. Like, they eat one thing and then they finish it and then they go to the next thing and they finish oh, it. Like and the, then they go to the next thing they and they peas, finish you it. You only eat the peas. No, then... like, even let's just say burger and fries. Uh huh. Right? You eat only the fries, then the burger? Or the burger, then the fries. Well, how they have to, to be do that? eaten together. Like, I do a bite of burger, couple fries, bite of burger, couple fries, and then by the end of it, I have my last bite of hamburger and my last fry, and my meal is done. I don't like to see somebody who eats the entire burger first, and then they eat the fries. I eat the entire burger first, you and do. then I eat the yeah, fries. Yeah, see, bothers me. Yeah, Drives really? me nuts. Drives I, me nuts. But you know what? It doesn't happen, like, all the time, and I don't know why, but it happens every now and then. Like last night, for example, we had hamburgers, yep. and I ate the hamburgers before I ate anything else on the plate. But then That's you're gonna crazy. Get full and you're gonna be you're not gonna enjoy no, the fries no, as much as you all. would. But even if we get stuff like takeout, yeah. I will. Yeah, similar. I would most likely eat the burger first. It's very rare that I'll have. Some of the burger, some of the fries, some of the burger, some of the fries. Right. It's okay. mainly burger and then fries. Food rule. When you mm-hmm. order nachos, do you like to have the guacamole and the sour cream inside ramekins, or do you want it poured all over? Inside what? Inside what? Oh, the little cups. What is a ramekin? Ramekin is the bowl. Oh. Or the little Why do you say on the Why side? Why do you say in a bowl? Because I thought Ross would be impressed if I said ramekin. Oh, man, that's weird. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot of other things that you don't know that you should. <laughs> so the fact that you took time in life to learn what a ramekin is... <laughs> bothers me a lot that bothers me <laughs> yeah no i would prefer to have those items on the side Absolutely. i'm a dipper not placed on the nachos for uh, me okay what about wings do you sauce up wings and eat them all goopy like that or do yes. you do sauce on the side oh, no sauce on the i side. like okay it depends on where it's from okay right but i will most likely let's say you're going to a pub Let's say it's a, it's a pub that got decent wings. It's wing night. Okay, I take my chances and I get get them sauced up you right do. there. No, I yeah. like dipping so that you have that that inch where your finger goes not covered in sauce. Said Matthew. <laughs> <laughs>
not even an inch. <laughs> Good one, bro. <laughs> yeah, if we were supposed to be socially distant, like, come over there and give you a big hug right now. That was brilliant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you take yours just regular with no sauce and just get the sauce on the side. Always sauce on the side. I'm a dipper, and I'm very particular with the way that I eat wings and dip wings, and yeah. Same with pierogies. Do you like to dip them, or do you like to have your pierogies <laughs> sauced up? Interesting enough, I actually don't mind them sauced up. Really? I, 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 I Wait, prefer pierogies sauced up? What do you mean? With sour cream yeah, and bacon you, and chives. And cover it all over. Everything oh, no, up, like, yeah. On the side, on the side, on you the side. You do, huh? Yeah. yeah. So a, why is it different for wings than pierogies? I don't know. Yeah. Well, first of all, I haven't had pierogies in. Yeah. Like, that's a you guys' exclusive. They have to be boiled, not fried. What? <laughs> Your pierogies need to be boiled. But you don't pan fry them after? You don't do a little no, pan fry No, I like it only boiled. Them? Only boiled. That's what? the true way to do them. No, but that's the true way to do them. Yeah. Then that's like eating like a wonton. <laughs> right? It's all mushy and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. That's, I don't know. I like a little pan fry on my pierogies afterwards. No, the yeah. true traditional way. I had pierogies not that long ago, and you know what they did? You know what they came with? They were so good. They came with deep-fried Brussels sprouts. Yes. You ever had a deep-fried Brussels sprout? Fantastic. No. Yeah. So they take, uh, they'll take uh, pancetta and onion, and they'll put that in a pan, and they'll fry it just lightly, lightly fry it, get, loosen them up a little bit. And then you get a pot of oil. And you heat the oil up really, really hot. Yeah. And then you literally put the chopped up onion and pancetta and the cut up Brussels sprouts into the oil. You deep fry the Brussels sprouts <laughs> in the oil. And when Ooh. the oil is hot enough, the Brussels sprouts don't get soggy. And then you take them out and they're crispy. It's like a whole thing of like, you know, when you eat a kale chip, not that yeah. I like kale chips, but imagine a whole ball of that, but only it's oily, salty goodness with deep fried pancetta and onion all around it. And you don't need any sauce for those. They're just perfect no, as is. No, they're just oh, perfect. Man. That was the side that I went to this pierogi place and had uh, pierogies with deep fried Brussels sprouts. And it was one of the, you sprinkle lemon on it and stuff. Mm. It was the best. It was some of the best pierogies I've ever had. Okay, so the one thing that I'm thinking of now, something that upsets me that I see people do. And I don't mind ketchup. I think ketchup is fine. I know mm. you're not a fan of ketchup, Ross. No. I don't mind ketchup, but the thing that gets to me is when people put ketchup on eggs, mm. that bothers me, or when people put ketchup on a poutine. Like, if you get, like, your regular poutine yes. with ju it's just fries, just gravy, just the cheese curds, and then yes. someone slathers it with ketchup. That bothers the hell yes. out of me. Yes. But I don't You're mind right. ketchup. I like ketchup. Yeah. I will eat ketchup with fries. I will put ketchup on a burger, but seeing someone... I'm with you. Take ketchup and put it on a poutine. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. I'm going to add, and you'll appreciate this as like a chef. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> Halston. Does it not piss you off? Does it not piss you off when uh -huh. you make a meal yeah. and before even taking a bite to just taste how it is, yeah. people put sauce all over it first? Should you not have a bite first? What just, do you mean? What sauce are they putting over like it? Like even with a steak or something, before you even have just a bite of just the meat as is, people are already dunking who, it. Who? Who? My dad does this. People, Matthew does this. People do that. Where so you your go dad to, and Matthew, not people. <laughs> I've seen people do this at restaurants. But you have to try the steak what, what first. So, what sauce do you have that they have available to them? Oh, even barbecue sauce or whatever. But I'm saying try the meat first. But why? So why don't you serve the food without having any of those side pieces yeah. there? 
oh, for sure. I guess you could, but it's always like on the table because you know they're eventually going to want to eat it. Oh, but see, I thought I don't it was even, rule of thumb. No, you try the steak as I, I is first. Even, I don't even put that stuff out if I have it. To me, all those barbecue sauces, they're an ingredient. They're not something, they're not a condiment. Yeah. Like if I'm making something, I'll use one of those things as an ingredient to something. But mm -hmm. I don't serve them like as something that you can put on. Inevitably, it's always... You know, you bring the plate to the table and all of the stuff is in the middle. No, 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 no. What, do you live in a diner? <laughs> <laughs> Mo's diner. You got, <laughs> you got that thing that's like a six-pack. Like, it looks like a six-pack thing, but only it's made out of wood. Right? And you just like, it's like a, like an old toolbox that you bring. It's got napkins and your yeah, fork yeah. and knife. Yeah. No, I don't have a condiment caddy. <laughs> a condiment caddy. Oh, man, at Kiss925 is where you will find... Find Ask Roz and Mocha. Ask your questions. We will answer. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.